Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the podcast. This episode of the podcast is not sponsored by the Cash App. That's right, we are not sponsored by the Cash App. However, you can use the Cash App to help support the podcast. Use the code RVWNQBS to get $5 for free when you send your first $5. Life with Josh Amir will also get $5 for free. That's right, but for those of you that don't know about the Cash App, it is one of the best apps for sending and receiving money, and it's the number one app in the finance store, and it comes with something called the The Cash cash card. Card. The cash card is not a credit card. Rather, it is the most powerful debit card on the planet. The cash card is the only debit card with Boost, a unique money-saving feature invented by the cash app. You can select Boost in your cash app to save 10% or more at Whole Foods, Shake Shack, Shake Shack Chipotle, Taco Bell. <laughs> we finally fucked it up. I think that was the first that time. Was, that I was the so. first fuck up. All right. Shake Shack, Chipotle, Taco first Bell, Chick-fil-A, Domino's, and coffee shops when you swipe your cash card. Now, here's the deal. Whole Foods is expensive as a motherfucker. But with the cash card, you can save 10%. So for every $100 you spend, you will save 10 Boom. Boom. The coffee shop boost is great too. It takes a dollar off at any cup of... Oh my gosh. At any coffee shop, including Dunkin' and Starbucks. You save a dollar on every cup of coffee you buy. If you buy 300 cups of coffee a year, you save... which is upwards of 20%. You know what that is? It's it's stupid. It's 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 craziness. craziness. It's crazy. Crazy. Now, here's the deal. We're not even sponsored by the Cash App, but we're here telling you how great it is. If that doesn't say something, I just, I don't know who will. So, so, you can support Life with Josh and Amir by simply using the Cash App. Just enter the code RVWNQBS to receive $5 for the first five you send and for us to receive $5 as well. You can also find us directly on the Cash App using our hashtag Josh and Amir Podcast, all one word. You can help us recuperate the cost of our equipment. That's mics, mixer, boom, stands, mounts, etc. And help us invest in the future of the podcast so we can bring you more awesome motherfucking guests. Now, in today's episode of the podcast, we had our good friend on Sam Sodergren. We talked about like fucking uh all kinds of shit we talked about music politics religion that that's the majority of it it kind of just bounces back and yeah, forth yeah bounces back and ideas. forth um it was yeah no it was really really interesting i'm really excited for you guys to hear it yeah well without further ado sam so this episode of the podcast philosophy politics art music morality morality, philosophy religion art aliens morality Two, one, and we are recording. Welcome, sir. What's up, guys? What's up, bro? How do you, man? Um, I'm doing all right. What about y'all? Chilling. I'm fucking great. It's hot. Yeah. It's warming up again. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was pretty cool, like, these last couple of days, and now it's trying to get back warmed up. Fucking hate summer for that reason. (laughs) Oh, I know. Summer in Sacramento, dude. It's always easier to get warmer. If it's cold, oh, right? Because yeah. you can just layer up, right? You can just put the layers on. But it's on. hard to get cool when it's hot. Dude, you can take all your clothes off and it won't be any cooler. That's a lot of legal restrictions, too. <laughs> the law yeah. says nothing about coats, uh, but nudity? Definitely says something about that. Oh, yeah. So, what was that you were talking to us about before this? You said that they wouldn't pay you? You did? You went in for some gig? You went in for some gig and they wouldn't pay you? Yeah, so, um, I was playing trombone uh, for a high school musical i'm not gonna name what high school um and basically uh something happened with the payroll 
and I wasn't added on in time. So they'd already spent all their money on other people to fill in for the pit. And I was essentially left in the dust in terms of that. And so I missed out on $300. Um, keep in mind, I was brought in about halfway through the rehearsal schedule. Yeah. So I didn't know this was a possibility for me until I got a text one day saying, hey, you should come play. I'm like, all right. Um, they tried to compensate for it, but decided didn't want to be a music major anymore. So, um, you know, the compensation wasn't really going to benefit me in the long run which is why I haven't reached out for it. Right, right, right. What was the compensation? Uh, It was going to be, I want to say six, I think it was six trombone lessons with a professional. He has his master's in trombone. So a guy who knows knows the trombone really, really well. Um, But since I, my goals have shifted. Yeah. You know, it's the compensation isn't really beneficial to me. So your your majors, I remember when you were in high school, you're like, I'm gonna major in kinesiology, and then Neil was like, Okay, no, I'm gonna major in economics, and then you were majoring in economics, and then you switched it to music, and now I'm hearing you switched it again. So I actually never got the approved switch for music. I would have had to audition during summer, and I didn't get around to auditioning. So what I'm changing it to is to communications. I'm going to become a communications major, go for my master's degree, and hopefully become a therapist. That's That's dope. With a specialty in music therapy. So I keep my love of music in there. That's really cool. That's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, I'm super stoked about it. My dad's been helping me out trying to figure out what pathway I should go and really what I should be studying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't feel bad about, like, moving a lot either because that's... That's pretty normal for like most most, most college kids. Students, yeah. yeah, I mean most kids. You know, it's like it's hard to figure out like what you want to do and what how you want to you know what what the future looks like. Especially at this age because yeah. we're hella young. Yeah, we right? we still got our lives ahead of us, so right. you don't want to be stuck down at a job where it's <sighs> I have to go to work today. I mean, your first job, yeah, it's gonna be like that. Working, yeah. I worked at McDonald's for three months and quit. Because it was just like, oh, I have to go to I have to go to work today. Good reason to quit? No, because I was making a good amount of money. But I luckily landed another job that pays just as much, yeah. and I'm way happier there. Yeah, because it's it's a it's fifty that, themes dessert diner. Yeah, it's at it's, Rick's, right? Yeah, Rick's dessert diner on I and Twenty Fourth and Sac. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm a dishwasher, <laughs> nice. so I get paid. Uh, Roughly $180 for three days. That's good. As a dishwasher. <laughs> plus tips. Mm. The tips yeah, this place are get tips. amazing. Right. Tips are fucking great. $131 for this weekend. Damn, three days. Man. $131. That's good. That's almost as much as I made in my paycheck. And that's not taxed. Actually, you have to pay taxes on it in the back end. Oh, really? That's My mom was mm. telling me about that. Because huh. I was like, woo, free money. And she's like, no. That you, is not free money. Yeah, you pay the taxes. Right. So I have to keep a log of how many tips I get per night. Right. Just well, be like two tips. Can... I didn't get any tips. <laughs> tips? What? I, mean, I didn't get any tips. There's two things you can't avoid. Taxes and death. Oh, man. Who said that? Ben. Uh, someone. Some person. It was some old. It was some young guy in the early years of our country that said that. Yeah. That's fucking well, weird, though, right? That, like... That you can fucking you go to jail. They'll go fucking. They'll arrest your ass if you don't 
give them a certain percentage of the money that you make. So right, that's that's actually how Al Capone got busted. It wasn't for anything he did; it was tax fraud. Right, exactly. If he'd put down what he was making his money off of, he would have been fine. But tax fraud was the that's stuff so that funny. got him. Was you're lying to us? So like the government taxes. doesn't care on your taxes. You'd be like, yeah, I run a, I'm a gangster. I kill people. They'd be like, okay, thanks for telling the truth, and then move on. They just want your money. <laughs> I think that's amazing. <laughs> I truly think that's amazing. Yeah. So you are an economic. Well, oh. for a moment, we're an economics major. Yeah. What is your opinion on taxes? Because I know that you lean a little left. Um. What What are your opinions on these things? Oh man. Let me see what I can remember about taxes. Um, <laughs> Make sure you, you're like pretty close to the mic. Too. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I know. I know a lot of people tend to think that taxes are basically all on the consumers, and it's all us paying taxes yeah. uh, in terms of stuff like sales tax. But in the end, actually, both end up paying taxes yeah, because yeah. the money that you're feeding into the company, the taxes come out of their paycheck, and in a sense, that's how they're paying taxes as well. Right. Um, well, because all their workers get taxes taken out of their paychecks, right? So, yeah. So, you know, t- I think in terms of taxes, it depends. My view on taxes is swayed based upon what the taxes are being used for. Yeah. And not not only that, but if they're actually going to be used for that. Right. Because there's, I know there was a bill, not a bill, but something we were voting on. In the midterm elections mm-hmm. about raising the gas tax to help prepare, you know, repair, repair the, the highways, yeah. which I was in for because California has, if not the worst, one of the worst infrastructures in the oh, world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You drive on a street, ninety nine percent chance you're going to hit a pothole at some point in time. Just so that's many why. That's here. why Elon Elon Musk wants to make the fucking uh, underground tunnels. The fucking those are uh, wild. Rocket ship, rocket ship your car from one side of town I, to I the saw, other. I saw how they, they did it. They tested it. Yeah, and I was like, that's fucked. He hit 140 miles per hour in that tunnel. Yeah, that's Crazy. great. 140 miles per hour, and he made it in like what seven some odd minutes. I don't know the exact number, but. The other car, it took him took the car three times. The that's crazy. Yeah, man. You know it's crazy. They just like let they're like ah, he's Elon Musk. Just let him build fucking tunnels under LA. My geography professor and I had a very long discussion about Elon Musk. Okay. About how he's very he's on that line between genius and insanity. Insane. Yeah. He is tiptoeing that line yeah. you see i would disagree there because i think usually to people who aren't geniuses we tend to have a hard time distinguishing between the two like because they're just so much higher above us that genius is like crazy to us because it's so out there right so we're like oh that's crazy no they're just really smart <laughs> you know now that's a great way of thinking about it yeah i really dig that style of thinking yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what if there is no such thing as insanity? <laughs> no, so, but I mean, I think there are definitely there is insanity, but just to us, it d- tends to look kind of the same a lot of times, you know, because then people who actually are insane, they're so out there on the other side of the spectrum that we don't even get it, right? Gotcha. Right. So it's on one side you have genius, on the other side you have insanity, and then you have people who can be both genius and like crazy right 
trying to think of an example. Like like a mad scientist or something. Gotcha. Yeah, or like okay. someone who's like evil, but they're also really smart. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. So like, because we were with taxes, you know, I remember we were talking about it in my political science class during the midterm election, and I there was it was a conservative that said this, and he was like, look, he was like, I tend to lead more right with a lot of things, but if we want shit. It has to get paid for. If we want better roads, how do you think it gets paid for? Yeah. Taxes. And I You think, want these different things, how does it get paid for? I think that a lot of people like are like, ew, taxes, because it's money that we are giving up, essentially, mm-hmm. in the hope. That's, this is a, one of my problems that I have with how the government's run today, yeah. is we give it up in hope that they're doing that something's going to happen not knowing that not gonna, knowing which right. i think is very idiotic right and terrible especially for i mean not even especially for anyone for everyone right. it's right. disgusting not being able to trust someone that says hey i want to fix these roads like this and i need this much money here are the tax increases i love There's when no someone has specific, a plan right when people have a specific plan you know i was watching the democratic debate Dude, oh, dude, that was my reaction. I was like, these motherfuckers aren't saying anything. Right. I opted out of watching That's the funny. debate. Um, primarily I, I watched part of it. Well, I mean, I was in L.A. at the time yeah. with at the board meeting with my mom. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was like, I'm going to enjoy this. Right. I'm in a nice hotel. There's a lovely water feature that I can stare at from the balcony of my <laughs> hotel room, and I'm going to do it, god damn it. Right. Um, and my mom, you know, my family doesn't really like talking about politics, because mm-hmm. we're, we're all very different in terms of political views. Really? Yeah. I didn't know this. We are surprisingly different. I thought you guys were all left. No. That's funny. There are parts of us, there are parts of my family. Well, the five of us are all left. Yeah, at your house. But... The more you sprout out, then the more like, different it becomes. Right, right. You know, yeah, I know. Sorry, go ahead. We had a very awkward conversation at dinner one time, and we were up in Oregon yeah. for a week. And um, well, that explains a little right there. Well, we were with my uncle, yeah, who's yeah. from Fresno, mm. and his family, and they were bringing up some some rather interesting topics that I was like, hmm. Glad to know that's your stance. Not going to hold it against you, but <laughs> glad to know that's your stance. Right, right. Um, I think that's another thing that needs to change. Yeah. It, and that's just with the people is holding political beliefs against, against one another. Pe- yep. It's. Well, you see it a lot of the times you see it typically with the further ends of the spectrum. That is very true. Right. You see it. There's the, there's the, the really super ultra conservatives that are like. Fuck everyone to the left. And then there's the crazy left-wing progressives that are like, fuck everybody to the right. Well, yeah. But the, the scariest thing, too, is there... I mean, I I don't know a lot about the far right. You know, I'm... But I hear the far left all the time. So the far right doesn't get reported on as much, which is kind of weird. But, like, there was some kid that got killed the other day because he was listening to rap music. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I saw something, and I was like, that's a good point. And it was like, this is going to get one-tenth of the coverage that Andy, no, whatever his last name is, yeah. getting punched by Antifa. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I think that's wrong. He shouldn't have gotten punched and got... Well, this but is... This is I the think, guy got killed because of a fucking racist. 
Well, okay. All right. So right. Well, hold on. Because this is what I think. Like one of the biggest problems is, is that you have like Antifa calling all these people like far right and that fascist and everything. Right. And it, well, it, it conflates the meaning of that. It's like, what does that even mean anymore? Because you're just calling everyone who doesn't agree with you a neo-Nazi now. So it's Dude, almost they called, like a okay, joke. It's they just called, a joke. They called Ben Shapiro, which I don't agree with, but they called him a Nazi. And I laughed. He's Jewish. He's an Orthodox Jew. So right. <laughs> here's, here's my problem with people calling other people Nazis that aren't Nazis. It's a joke. People don't understand the density that that has. Right. What the Nazis did heinous absolutely repulsive disgusting calling someone else a nazi bothers me that it's now normalized right if someone's a neo-nazi yes they are a neo-nazi you can call them a nazi that's what they identify as right but calling someone that you don't agree with a nazi that that pushes it a bit too far yeah because well it's like anybody to the okay so it's anybody to the right is considered a Nazi, and it's like it's not even that they consider people who are left Nazis. Yeah, moderate they call Democrats who are left far right. Moderate Democrats are called alt right, and so I, you know, I've thought about this one time. I was like, okay, if a moderate Democrat is alt right, what is the alt right then? Well, Andy No is I self identifies as like center left. Yeah, he's a and they tried to fucking beat the fuck out. They tried to kill him. They basically. called him a fascist, and they called him a fascist. Yeah. And you know so, what's funny? I laughed. They called him a white supremacist fascist. And I was like, hmm. So you're telling me a gay Vietnamese immigrant is a fascist white nationalist? All right. Yeah, it's, just, it's fucking <laughs> insanity. It's craziness. Okay, so regardless of all of this, I think the thing that needs to change is people being more respectful. No, you're right. I think people need to be like, I hear your view. I don't agree with it. But that's fine. You are entitled to your view. We have the First Amendment. That's exactly where I am, dude. That's true. But when you start beating people up and shit, that's when it gets really crazy. Well, and it's almost, well, I feel like things have just gotten so crazy today, you know, where the extremes control the narrative, you know? Well, Extreme it's, it's left a very vocal minority, right? Exactly. It's the vocal minority. And it, it's so it's so crazy that it's indistinguishable from parody. It's like not even real. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Is this real? Or, or are you kidding? Like, so, I don't even know. This is That's part of the problem that I hate about this. You know, the, the world that we're living in today, I'm very blessed to be alive. I'm well aware of that. Right. But that doesn't mean we can't change things. Right. The fact that what you're talking about, it's, it's the two sides and we can't tell if it's real or not. We've created almost this political dystopia. Right. Where it's, we're in the middle of, the way I say it, we're in the middle of a civil war and not a single f- shot has been fired. Right. Because everyone is so sided with their parties. And that's the thing that bothers me the most, is it's, I registered Democrat. I'm always going to vote for a Democrat. Dude, I voted for a Republican in the midterms. Because it's not a matter of, it shouldn't be a matter of party, but a matter of policy. My exactly. mom says that to me. All of the time. Yep. Matter of policy, not party. Because the moment you start voting for a party is the moment you start going towards the far left or the far right. And now you're feeding into that minority, giving it a bigger voice. Right. And and don't get me wrong. The minority should have a voice, but it shouldn't be the entire voice of the conversation. I wholeheartedly agree with you You on that. You know what I mean? I think the problem is a lot of people who are more, whether they're center left or center right, don't 
speak up as much and share their views as much because i mean because it's like oh they tend to have like a more cowardly reaction towards things they tend to like yeah. back down they're they're like spineless well, and the it's problem like, well, and, and part of it i feel like is due to the fear of being called if you're if you're center left it's the fear of being called this fascist right winger oh, well, yeah. by the by the it's, far left and then if you're and then vice versa if you're on the if you're center right then you have that fear of that and it's like well what the fuck the middle is now is is now painted it's it's like it's like the middle has been silenced out of fear right and it's like if you're center left yeah you're like what i heard the most ridiculous thing it was like you're giving into the white man's patriarchy okay and um, i was like what the fuck um uh well okay <laughs> definitely don't agree with that statement <laughs> i mean i hear the weirdest shit dude from the I, white man's patriarchy you know i heard somebody say so i read something and it was yeah. the president is just a figurehead for the white supremacy state I don't think these people oh. understand how the world works. Like they act like wow. there's some kind of coordinated effort happening to try right. to like oppress people, and I just don't think. I it heard works that, that and way. I laughed so hard. So, you know? or read that rather. Here's the thing that bothers me about that statement: Do I like President Trump? No, really, don't care for him at all. Am I gonna say I hate him? No, I hate Hitler. That's the people I hate. Right. The f- the fact that you would compare a president. Regardless, Trump, Obama, hell, even George Washington. Let's go that far back. Right. As being the figurehead for a white supremacy. No. That's just not cool. Not okay. Under any circumstances. No. Don't get me wrong. Do I think Trump is probably a little racist? Probably. I. He probably is a little racist. But am I going to yeah. be like, yep, but that makes him a white... Not, no. A white supremacist or something. And yeah. now am I saying... See, this is the problem, is now we have to further explain ourselves. Yeah. Now, do I say racism is good? No. I think racism is terrible, and I think it's um, a huge fucking problem. Right, but the uh, you know something, the way it's dealt with a lot of the times is it's just people get angry. And what people don't realize is, like, well, what if you just talk to that person and try to... Why is this person racist? Right. Let's understand... What if... Why do they hold these ideologies? Let's have a conversation. You can change that person, then. You have... I think people underestimate the impact words have right and underestimate what their words can do because let's say you sit down with that person for an hour yeah and have an intellectual discussion with them instead of immediately pointing a finger and saying you're a bigot right you know what i notice is that so much of the left is where the real bigots are they're the ones calling everyone else bigots in doing so they are the bigots i (laughs) problem that i have sorry go ahead i had this saying for a little while it's the people who often describe themselves as so open-minded are often the ones who are more closed-minded. Yep. Because they, they're they only open to a specific group. Yeah. Right. This is why... This is my big problem when people say they want to fight for equality for all. People don't understand what that means. No. Look up equality in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. It means the equal treatment of every person. Keyword being every this means the people who you would despise politically receive the same treatment as the people you're quote unquote fighting for. Right. The left doesn't believe in equality. They pretend they, they use equality as a mask. And right. and when I say the left, I feel I should be like I'm talking about like the far left. This is the narrative that's touted by the extremists. Yeah. Right. And I think equality is a very beautiful ideal. Sure. Yeah. I think it's an 
where everything's kumbaya, we can all hold hands and get along. I fine. think I think it seems like a very good idea, but I think it's a very unrealistic. Idea. I yes. Think, I, okay. I, I agree with you because the I, reality is contrary. The, in reality, everybody isn't equal. Everyone isn't made the same. People are right. different. You know. So I went a different route as to why equality can't really happen. It's because people are born with inherent beliefs, and I know yeah. people are like, "No, that's not true." Yes, it is. What makes you think that? So. I mean, you actually think that, just so I understand, you actually think that people are born predisposed to believing certain things? Or? So, here's why I will say that. Okay. In, in a lot of situations, we are heavily influenced yeah. by the people we are brought up around. Right. Yes. So, like, I was both, I was heavily influenced by both of you. I grew up around you guys. Well, Maybe. you a lot longer than you, but for the four years I knew you. We had a lot of we had that one good discussion. I remember that discussion. I was telling you my multi-fly life theory and you were talking about cause and effect. That was an amazing conversation. But our beliefs are far different. Right. From let's let's take someone deep into the far right territory. Right. Their beliefs are far different. Yeah. And so those beliefs are going to stick with them. Mhm. It's it's a concept of the people around you. So, essentially, when you're being born, you're being born into those beliefs. Into that group of people. Right. Yeah. Right. But does mean. that mean that you are born having beliefs? Because I, I, I think that people are probably born, like, blank slates to some extent, at least, you know? I think, okay, I get what you're saying. So, to some extent, I can agree with you. To Well, people are born as a blank state to some extent. I can, like, I'm not saying... A one-month-year-old baby is going to be coming out and be like, the economic system is broken. We need to switch over to communism. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But when you're born, and you're born into a specific group of people. Now, am I saying that group of people can change? Yes. If I had the same... Well, I think that you can change. Like, individuals can change. I think if you're born into a certain group, and you're brought up believing certain things, you... I think there's definitely a point at which you can change. I, I don't necessarily. I'm not sure that it's necessarily set in stone because I know, like for me myself, there there was a huge turning point in my life where literally everything, the way I thought, my whole mindset, and everything, did a full like 180, you know. And this was like you know part way through my adolescence. So I think that there's definitely a point where people can change. It's just a matter of do you want to change? Do you see a point, you know, or is there, does something hit you hard enough that to, to make you realize like, Oh, maybe I'm wrong or to make you consider changing. I think that's the thing. The thing is this, I, I think when you say like, like you were saying, when you're born into certain things, I a hundred percent agree with you because when you're born and then you're brought up by certain people, you, there's this idea that's pushed on that you, you grow up to have the same mentality your parents had. The same beliefs, the same... Not, maybe not just your parents, but the people around you. You tend to believe similar things. You tend to follow a similar ideology. So in that sense, I agree with you that you kind of have these... What they seem to be inherent values because you were brought up around them. But I also think that as you get older, you can realize, hmm, maybe I don't actually believe this. How do I change? Yeah, I'll definitely... I will definitely concede to that fact mm -hmm. that you can change. Um, in some situations, though, I will say 
it is harder to change. Absolutely. I know, especially for me. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm I'm a confirmed Catholic. Right. Um, When I I was going through a little bit of a phase. Yeah. Where it was, am am I truly a Catholic? Right. Am I... Is this something I believe in? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I try. I read the Bible. I ventured out into other religions, but eventually I came back to Catholicism. Right. So I do believe people can change, but my upbringing always had me as Catholic. And Got so it. when I strayed away, I was like... You found your way mm, back. That doesn't feel quite right. Let's go back. Now, though, I personally will say I am weak-willed when it comes to that stuff. I'm very weak-willed. This mm-hmm. is what I know. This is what I'll go to. There are loads of people who are way stronger-willed than me. And they're like, I don't want this at all. Right. Get this out of my face. You know what I think is really interesting about what you said is that it didn't feel right. Because then you have to ask yourself, what makes me feel the way I feel? Because in my view, the way that you think about things and the way that you interact with the world that all is going to kind of affect how you feel right Mm -hmm. so if like you were saying if you're brought up with a certain set of beliefs and you're told something your whole life and then you go outside of that and it feels wrong is it because it is wrong or is or what is the feeling is it just a feeling you know so my feeling was more so when i was in when i practiced regularly um the religion of catholicism I found answers there yeah, and reasons for things that I couldn't really explain. So the big example for me was when I caught meningitis. So two years ago, two years ago now, wasn't That's it? That's crazy. God, we were seniors two years ago. Um, yeah. I, we were in Tahoe, really sweet vacation. My mom was like, let's go paddle boarding. She was like, go out to 500 feet. I was like, bet. So I start going ham, and then, you know, we go back home. We go back to the hotel, call it a night. I wake up, my entire right side just numb. Whoa! And I'm like, I pinched a nerve or something. So I'm doing jumping jacks. I'm doing push-ups. <laughs> I'm like, come on, come on, right side. And then I start stuttering. I start losing feeling in all of my numbs, limbs. Um, get to Truckee ER, and the lady's like. Hey, you don't seem well. I'm like, really? <laughs> no oh, idea. this is new, Never would have news to me. Yeah. Then we get, they put me in a gurney, roll me to a room. Doctor's like, he asked me a question. I don't remember what it was. Asks me another question to which I respond by profusely vomiting on him. And then asked me another question to which I vomited on him and my dad. Um, and then I passed out, woke up. There were two men standing on top. Like in front of me saying, hey, we're almost there. And then I knocked out, woke up, and I was in the children's hospital in Reno. Uh, what the hell? And <laughs> so, lovely story, I know. Um, but the doctors never really came back with conclusive evidence as to what caused it or what it was. Mm-hmm. The, like, we don't even know if it was meningitis. They were oh, pretty sure yeah, yeah, it was meningitis. But they did because the next day I was up singing Frank Sinatra. Like, right. <laughs> they were like, that's not normal. You shouldn't be how you are right now. Right. And this is where it starts to kick in was 
I never knew what caused it, and I didn't know what had healed it. And now I'm living with these things we're calling attacks. Right. At the time, I had always been attributing everything I'd ever done to myself. Yeah. And that I'm a self-made man, which is a great mentality to have. Right. But I believe God was like, hey, (laughs) you need to be able to reach out to people and help out. And I'm sorry if me tying religion into that is making anyone uncomfortable. Don't Um, be. Okay, cool. Uh, Because I, well, I mean, I don't want to press, like, I don't want to make people feel like you have to be Catholic, believe in God, you're, do whatever you want, live your life. Um, But I I think it was God teaching me a lesson of like, hey, you need to be able to reach out to people and to rely on people to help you get through things. Right. Because I, it's a bad habit of mine. Every time a family member would die, I wouldn't reach out. I would sit in my room, cry, and muddle about it for the longest time. I would never let anything go. And now it has taught me, hey, you can go talk to that person. You can go check in with them. You can let your feelings out. Right. Like, it's fine. And so I think, you know, through meningitis, (laughs) I wish it wasn't that, but it taught me, I need, God taught me, I need you to reach out to people right so that's where i think my religion kind of came into play most was when i was tried to delve moment. away from it that came and i was like i think this was an act of god sure i almost died mm-hmm. but well sure i thought i was gonna die right but i felt it was an act of god yeah you know aaron thought he caught meningitis one time that's funny and he was like i'm gonna die and then just sat in his I, I thought, I remember, I mean, I've probably talked about it before on the podcast. This one time I got so sick, I couldn't move. I, I thought I was dying. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I had my chest cut open when I was two days old. boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how we're all, we're all so young and we're like, yeah, like, maybe like six times I've almost died. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean. I mean, that's definitely one way to look at that, that whole situation and to interpret it, you know? Yeah. Um. You know, myself, I don't, I mean, and that's beautiful, you know, that you could take it that way. I think that's definitely like a good way to take it. And, you you know, some people, they'd be like, why is this happening to me? You know, they, they feel like personally attacked for getting sick or something. Right. So I think that's definitely a much better way to handle that. And I will be honest, that's how I felt at first. Because mm-hmm. at first I was like, why did this happen to me? I was living such a good life. I could do anything I wanted to do. The world was my my oyster yeah that's the same okay cool um and then retrospect kind of kicked in and you know hindsight is always 2020 and i was like no that was a lesson yeah that was definitely a lesson right and it's a lesson i'm still learning right um because you know now these attacks keep happening Mm. and you know there has been a, a lot a lot of science going into it as to what's actually up right you know um I might have to get a brain scan done where I'll be in a hospital for a week. Yeah, cut off from the outside world. Mm-hmm. Be <laughs> living with a bunch of electromagnetic receptors on my head and then right. recording every move I make. Right. Um, I already had an EEG done. That's a fun thing to have done. I think I've had oh, that. Yeah. What is that again? It's, uh, they, it's basically... they glue a bunch of shit to your head. Yeah, yeah I've had that. Yeah. I. I had my EEG done, got up, and coached a girls' basketball team that same day, literally so an hour away. So I've had EKG, away. I think, which is when they do it to your whole, they do it to my heart, 
Oh. They fucking they. I've had a bunch of sticker, but then they put them on my leg when they're the sticky ones. I'm Indian, so my legs are hairy as shit. My dad always has fun ripping Dude, those off. You can imagine having them put all over your head. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> Dude, they measured it. Like, they, they were like, okay, so we got to do this here. And they're drawing on my scalp with a pencil. Right. <laughs> like, like it, if you don't know what's going on, you're going to be a little bit scared as to why they're drawing on your head with a pencil. Right. Like, is this where the incision is? Is what's <laughs> going right there? Right. Oh, good times, man. Yeah, no, But that's... Another, like, crazy thing. I feel like everybody, we like to think, oh, the doctor knows and shit. Doctors don't know shit. They don't know anything. They might as well be stupid as shit. Like, because legitimately, like, the way they figure things out almost all the time, and I'm realizing this more and more as I get older, is that they literally just do, like, trial and error and shit. They're like, well, we don't know what the fuck is going on here. What, should we poke this? Should we just poke it and see what happens? Yeah. And then they poke it and nothing happens. And they're like, huh, let's try something else and see what happens. Oh, they almost died. Hold on. Let's dial it back a little bit. <laughs> you know? That's literally, that's that's how most doctors treat, like, everything. They don't know anything. Well, I think <laughs> people don't people forget that doctors are scientists. Yeah. And science is literally trial and error. Right. Yeah. It's a bunch of... Trial, I'm a big MCU guy. Right. You know, Captain America, they got it right the first time. And then Bruce Banner tried, got it wrong. Right. And then if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's this cool guy who tried to recreate the serum. And I think it, I think it killed him. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was half asleep, half awake, one of those yeah. situations. And it... It just goes to show trial and error. Yeah, but we like to think a lot of times, you know, because it's nicer, it's more comfortable to think that like, oh, there are certain sicknesses and we know what they are and we know what they look like. But then when you go into the doctor, it's just not like that. No. It's just no. Not, that's just not how it is. I know my – you will remember this. Mm-hmm. You might remember this, Josh. I – so after I caught meningitis, they were like, okay, well, we got to figure out these attacks. Like, we don't want you living like this. Right. So I got a blood pressure medication. So what it did was it essentially expanded the veins in my head to allow more oxygen to pass through to calm me down. What actually ended up happening was I got a massive high. Um, I remember this. I walked up to a mirror <laughs> and said, I'm a crab. I remember this. And with so my hand grabbed his hair and said snip snip i walked into my fifth period class started laughing almost collapsed ended up taking a nap woke up cried had three anxiety attacks and then did the opening night of thoroughly modern millie yeah (laughs) that was a friday that was all within the span of well like eight hours not even eight, five hours. Yeah, so like this this chemical mixture they give you, it just totally changes your like behavior and the way you're acting and interpreting. Yeah, well, you everything. know, he said I'm a crab, snip, snip. So, well, so <laughs> yeah, that was half a dose. Jeez. We we stopped that the moment I came home. Um, I'm actually now on mood stabilizers, like Costco mood stabilizers. That makes me feel safe. Um, no, I'm kidding. They they've been working really well. Yeah. Um, I haven't had as many attacks. I right. guess. Um, there have been some odd side effects. Really? Like violent mood swings. I mean, I had those before I started them. They died down, and now that I'm taking these, it's back up again. Right. And I'm like, bro, why? See, this kind of ties back to exactly what me and Amir were talking about yesterday, where 
like if there's a spirit, how much of the spirit is you and how much of you is in your body, right? Because like you look at shit like this, right? And it's like, well, clearly if there is a spirit, like how come these chemicals are like affecting this spirit that's inside of you? Like, you know, that's not your spirit. That's your body being affected, you know? So I have a whole life theory that talks about spirits and essentially it's the theory of reincarnation right and probably even this probably even applies to it that we're learning a lesson that our previous life did not learn right so i i originally the, this theory stems from this god created adam and eve okay adam adam and eve had children right i believe those i don't know how many children they had look at me being a good student of the bible um <sighs> I believe those were like the origin, the original souls. Do you do you actually think that there was like these two people, and that like God was literally like, okay, we're gonna make these two people, and then, or do you believe in some like metaphorical idea of what that could have been, or? So that's a tricky, tricky question, and I'm only gonna say that because I don't have a time reference. I know there was a priest who used. You, we and I, you and I talked about this in Chipotle with Miles. You brought about this priest who, using like time, like based upon times written in the Bible, mm, and yeah. yeah, you brought that up. What was that again? Oh, yeah, I think I was talking about. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. We learned in my anthropology class. So what the guy did was he wasn't a priest. He he was a significant religious figure in the Catholic community or a Christian community, like. However many years ago. Bishop. We'll Don't. call him a bishop. I actually think that's what he was called. Archbishop something. I don't remember. Oh, he was an archbishop. So he's okay. pretty up there. Either bishop or it's archbishop. basically the pope. Anyways. But, um, so <laughs> he was coming up with like a timeline of the Bible because there's no specific time for shit in the Bible. Yeah. And he was like, all right. And so we took the events that happened in the Bible and kind of figured out, well, when did this happen? Okay, and he came to the conclusion that the world was 3,500 years old or some shit like that. What a dummy. <laughs> well, no, it, not really. It was smart the way he did it. If he's, if mm. you believe the Bible to be the truth, and then, and then you're going to do it like that. Right. And you're figuring out, okay, well, when would this have happened? It's actually really clever. So, Well, the first thing you have to realize is that we don't know everything. Like now, Okay, but they yeah. didn't know that then. Well, exactly. That's the thing. But right. you have to consider, like, well, maybe we don't know everything. But then one of the big problems, especially in religions, you don't like to be like, huh, maybe there's, I don't know, a lot of things I don't know, you know? The problem with the religion is people just take it too, I think, too much, too, too, too literally. I think part, yes, yes, people take it too literally. Right. Too, these are the words, we live by the words. I think religion has changed. And it's no longer about that. It's about applying it taking the general this is what my dad and i do will in the car ride home from church occasionally like run through the homily again right. you know it's for those of you who don't know what a homily is it's like the big lesson what's today's lesson from god right so there's like different parts to the to the catholic mass right they do yeah. like two readings from the bible and in between each one there's like a song and then they have the gospel right and this is supposed to be like the word of god right and the the priest or the bishop or or uh, not the bishop usually it's like a deacon or someone will read it if not the priest himself right and then the priest will give like his interpretation of what he thinks god was saying and like what he wants everyone to get out of it yeah right so which 
which is a fun, I like to call it church aerobics. It's a lot of standing up and then sitting down and then standing up and then sitting down and then standing up and then kneeling. Whoa. Uh, (laughs) No, um, but we'll we'll run through that and we'll kind of we'll get to the meaning that we think it has Mm -hmm. that that's that's the big thing. Yeah. And this is a big thing that bothered me when people used Leviticus against gay marriage. Right. It. Things change. If right. things didn't change, we wouldn't have the life we did today. Because that was the thing that I really hounded. Mm-hmm. Was if you're going to bring up Leviticus, I'll bring up the Second Amendment. That Second Amendment was created to form an armed militia of men to overthrow a government. Right. Wasn't for you to own guns. So be <laughs> thankful that we changed it in our minds so you could own guns. Right, right. So the rights bear arms, and plus they didn't know that you know we'd have AR-15. Well, this is what I always like to say: if there's a God, God's not just gonna change. God's not gonna like change his mind. If you want to see religion change, then it's like okay, I can I could agree with you there. Yeah, religion changes. All Especially the time. if there is a God, and the God has been around for as long as the fucking universe. God's not gonna not change even five hundred years. Has, the God has always been. And right. so I think I don't think God changes. I think religion and how. We, we interpret it. Practice, yes, and interpret it. So, yeah, I see, changed. I agree with you. I, I brought this point true. up one time, and I, I. Ancient religions are now considered myths. At what point do the religions that we believe today become myths? So, this is. It's almost like a fad type take on religion. Right. Where it's, it's like the kendama. It's like. Right. It's like the fidget spinner. When's it going to die out? Right, right. I know this is going to sound very blasphemous and terrible, but I feel like it's going to be like 80s music and 70s music now. Right. Where it's the kids who are like, I'm a hipster. I'm right. cool. I listen to 80s. Right. Like, it's going to be kids like that who are going to be like, I found this book and it has some weird stories in it, bro. <laughs> I found out it's called the Holy Bible. Yeah, like, <laughs> dude, it's a trip. You know, and you know, we don't know where the world's gonna go. We don't. Right. I was reading an article where if we don't change anything right now about our CO two emissions in twenty years, things like famines. 12. I heard twenty. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, let's go with twelve. Let's make it totally apocalyptic. Let's go ham. Because um, <laughs> I mean. Uh, this bothers me a lot. There has been proof. Things are now happening. I think Bette Midler mm-hmm. posted a tweet. 114 in Paris. Oh, yeah. shit. 114 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. I think th- this is what's real. Climate change is real. Right? Now, that see, this is why I'm sometimes skeptical about and I feel like people, sometimes they will, you know, kind of, they'll make everything seem a lot worse than it is. And I feel like that does a huge discredit to the fact that there is a real thing happening, right? Because then that makes me skeptical. For example, sea level rise. People talk about it. Where's the evidence for sea level rise? How come if sea level rise is happening or it's going to happen, how come we haven't seen any evidence for it? How come the sea level isn't rising? Like... This I'm, is like this is one of those things where it's like sea level rise where you know my guess is 
someone out there, they probably have someone who has a buoy that's been there for years. Right. Or maybe they replace the buoy every year at this specific time to prove that sea level is rising. Because if that buoy, you know, moves a little bit, it could probably sense, hey, I moved. Right. Ah, it's it's that same. I think it's the same sort of technology. Well, well it's like oh, it raises like half an inch a year. Okay. Yeah, but if it's raising half an inch a year, how come like, like all the bays are still totally fine and the water is exactly where it's been every decade for like all of the decades? <laughs> you know, you see what I'm saying? So it's like I dig that. Yeah. So it's like okay, climate change, yes, but I think that sometimes things are exaggerated a little too much. I. So, I don't like using the ocean rising as a good oh, example. A city, yeah. I like using stuff that we can actually measure and right. tangibly see. Right. The global averages in temperature. How they've been steadily rising. Yeah. Yes, this is true. So, that, yeah. you know, okay, the sea level's rising. There's other problems that we have to focus on with the sea right now. Right. Like, getting all Temperatures. The Temperature is something that we can see this is observable like coral reef bleaching where we have entire coral reefs that die and then they turn into like this white dead coral yeah. right they call it coral reef bleaching right um Which is sad and and what this does what happens is when all the coral dies everything dies you know and they turn into these like barren wastelands this is something observable that's been happening this does not happen normally this is something that's been happening recently due to a rise just a very slight rise of like a few degrees in temperature in the oceans yeah. right my my thing is, is I think there's a rather easy solution to it. So, if you watch like a smud commercial right. telling you, go electric, they offer you a subsidy, correct? For buying like a, is it the i3 for the BMW? It's like a small little electric car. I wouldn't want to buy it because I'm a big guy. Um, but they offer you a subsidy. Mm-hmm. Yes, we don't have the money for a subsidy right now in America, but if you can get, if not all of your companies, most of your companies, to switch over to solar instead of using gas, that greatly reduces. The thing with electric cars is there's the people, like, here's the thing, right? There's a big difference between sitting behind a Tesla and driving it me like that shit from what i heard Dude, it's, it's just, like riding a spaceship oh it's amazing it's like riding then, on a cloud but like then a spaceship. driving <laughs> and i don't know just a nice muscle car and feeling the end that's just complete so i'm just saying people love their cars and i highly doubt that so i've heard people say that like after they got their teslas and after riding in a tesla they feel like other cars are just stupid yeah yeah, I rode in a Tesla. Rogan. I think I my exactly Prius. Yeah, he said that. I think my Prius is stupid. I got to ride in a Model X. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah, but I totally agree with you. I've always wanted that muscle car to where I go deaf every time I get it going. We can't have this now. I think people. Yeah, it's the it's ever almost every teenage boy's dream i want a 1950 cherry red mustang that gets me <laughs> fast we can't have this anymore and i know it's a lovely ideal to have that we can still own these cars and everything in the world will be fine bro i'm gonna stick a tesla engine in my fucking 60s camaro what are you talking about <laughs> see bam look at that an electric camaro that that'd be perfect yeah 
What if all cars went electric? See, I'd be fine. That's with that. part of the change that we need. But electric cars are so expensive. Yeah, Tesla's new—they're expensive oh, now. I'm hoping that once Toyota and Honda Different get their hands into that, because they they have hydrogen fuel cell cars. Mm. The Toyota has the Mirai. Yeah, drives beautifully. Mm. Um, exhaust is water. Hmm. That's it interesting. Comes out as water. That is crazy. Huh. What do they run on? Hydrogen. Hydrogen. Yeah, so they're literally what they they um they create water from like the oxygen in the air. Right? Yeah. And it, it comes out as water. Yeah. Out of your cool. hydrogen in some kind of oxygen reaction, H two O comes out. That's kinda cool. Is it dope? But you know, it's not feasible because you can't just walk up to your local Chevron and say I need hydrogen. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Well, the thing is, gas is cheap, right? And that's something that we like. Is What's the cheapest way that we can do something? doesn't matter what it is. What's right. the cheapest way that we can do this? That's one of the things, like, don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't like well, socialism. I don't like communism. But that's one of the downfalls of capitalism. Is then it's like, well, what's the cheapest way we can do this? From the business standpoint, super smart. Yeah, economic. A, sorry, you were going to no, say. No, no, no. But from, you know, a standpoint of, Hmm, how is this going to affect us in 30 years? Eh, fuck it. Not well, our problem. So, economically speaking, gas is the best route. I'm going to Costco filling up my 10-gallon tank for like 30 bucks. Right. It's 3.28 a gallon. It's great. You know, I plug in a Tesla. Well, it's easily measurable. Right? Yeah. That's what it is. I think the benefits of having people go more electric. Have you seen the new microbus? The mm-hmm. VW microbus. It's set to release in 2022. It's an absolutely hideous looking car. <laughs> it does it disjustice. But now my mom's considering selling her minivan and getting that instead. Mm-hmm. Because she has all of the legroom and all the capacity that she loves in a van, but now it's electric. Right. Is it going to be expensive? Off the wall. Right. It, you're probably looking at what you could get for a Lexus. Right. Well, so paying for the car is expensive, but maintaining the car is significantly cheaper. Yeah. And that's the thing. Maintaining the car is way so over, fucking cheaper. So, like, over time, it's almost like the cost kind of balances itself It kind of pays on yeah. itself, almost. Like, you yeah. just, you stop. Because, okay, think about it. Like, you got to get the oil changed. You have to get a tune-up on a bunch of shit. You got to do all this Gas. shit. Gas. I know Gas, I'm going to get right. a lot of flack for this. My car's needed oil maintenance for, like, a year now. Are you serious? Yeah, it still runs like a beauty, though. No fuck? hiccups. Nothing. So, I had to get my oil changed. Like, I had that light on for a week. And when I was, like... I'm gonna drive to Stinson Beach. I don't want this car to break. I decided to get the oil changed. Right. When I went to Monterey, it still needed oil. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> I hadn't even got the tire replaced. Fuck. So, yeah, that was good times. <laughs> no, I I think if people start moving over to electric and stuff. Yeah. Elect electric and stuff. Electric and solar and right. other ways of. You know, like power, power and energy, right? It it's you're gonna see a drastic change, and I think right. the U.S. needs to be one of the first countries to do it. Sweden, I believe, has done it. I think that I agree with you, but I think the thing with the U.S. is we're so big, and thinking of something like that, like again, we like what's the cheapest way that we can do something. So here, but I agree with you. Innovation is important, and it's it's cool. It's like, just it does doesn't it just doesn't seem realistic that we'll just be able to like 
switch over switch everybody over to solar yeah uh, well or i electric or whatever i get that i yeah. i know it's not it's definitely not going to be an overnight process right where i'm going like to fall those... asleep tonight wake up right. and my prius is going to be replaced with a chevy volt like right. i i wish that would happen <laughs> don't get me wrong but i think what the government needs to start doing is needs to start pushing companies to do it to really make electric like cars that. yeah because well, there's already a lot of... So, this, my dad was considering switching to an electric car. He's a BMW. He was going to switch to an electric car. I don't know which kind. A lot of... He's got a Tesla. Yeah. Hey, those are expensive. He was... Maybe a... No, the cheaper... A cheaper cheap, Teslas are like 30 grand. Yeah, you can get a... Yeah. You can get a new, cheap Tesla for $36,000. Hmm. That... Yeah. Your dad... Point... Don't worry. Yeah. Your dad could trade <laughs> his car and still walk out with a little bit of cash. Point being, he was going to switch to an electric car because then you can drive... You know the high occupancy lanes? Don't have to touch people. You can just drive in there. If you drive an electric car, That's you get dope. parking where they fucking handicap parking. Sometimes the electric car parking is closer to the handicap parking. That's wild. And you can charge your car. And you can I, charge your car. So at my parents... There's a lot of benefits to having it. At the DCA office in Atomas, they have a ton of chargers just in the back. Yeah. And that's... So this is at That's Sac where City. you have to park. So at Sac City in the parking garage, you drive in, and unless you get there at 6 in the morning or have an electric car, you're not parking on the first floor. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a whole row that nobody really ever gets to park in because no one drives, no fucking kids driving an electric car. Right. But the people that do, you just park right there. And, and right. it's right next to the handicap. Regardless right. of the parking, which is a very nice Well, and then there's plus. a high occupancy lane, and this is subject, like, it's... Hey, you get the subsidy. You're saving the environment. Right. You're saving money on gas. Replacing it with electric. You're, you're, you're doing something bigger than yourself. I think when you, yeah, well, yeah, I and agree reaping with you. benefits of it. Right. <laughs> I think that I think it's a completely selfish endeavor to get an electric car. I don't think most people get it because they're like, yeah, let's let, let's help the environment. I think like, okay, I'm in a gas, like I'm reducing my carbon footprint. That's cool. But motherfucker, I get to drive in the high occupancy lane. By yeah, myself, right, right. you know, I, I get to park in the front. I get these subsidies. Like, oh, I don't have to maintain this car. You're as making much. money right. for driving a certain car. Right. I think that is beautiful. Now, if everybody all of a sudden switches, those benefits go away. Subsidies go away. I agree with you. But then, so does like. But think about it. Like, by the time like most people are driving electric cars, they're gonna have charging stations at like every parking stall. Right. Like gonna, charging your car will never be a problem. You're gonna be looking at gas stations switching over to like electric charging to stations. electric stations. They're gonna have like sleeping areas and shit. Like I already saw one of those. Tesla has one out by like Kettleman or somewhere out. Yeah. There. Yeah. The grapevine. Yeah, right there. They have one, and really? there's, like, food and shit, and you can, like, hang out and chill while your car charges. That's cool. It's dope. It's all free, too, just just for having a Tesla. And I'll yeah. be honest, huh? I'm totally cool with Tesla taking over Chevron's and doing that. Because if they overhaul it, I I was thinking of a more drastic solution to getting rid of gas cars. Have Tesla just buy out all the gas stations and put in electric <laughs> pumps so you can't fill up your gas tank. So once it's done, it's done. <laughs> you have hilarious. to buy a Tesla. That would be funny. But, oh, be, that, hey, capitalism, you can do it. Can you imagine that? How, no, well, no, that's a monopoly. Ooh, you can't cool. do that. Um, <laughs> can you imagine how mad people would be? I mean, I'd be fine. One I could, day. Wait, you can't control monopolies, can you? No, you can't have a monopoly. Hmm, I didn't know that. That breaks the free market. Well, Tesla's not going to go and do something like that anyway. No. Well, I don't know. 
Uh, Elon Musk did create a company and immediately started selling legal flamethrowers. That is so funny. Well, yeah, because he called them not flamethrowers. Yeah. (laughs) He said they called them not flamethrowers, and they sold out before they even hit the market. Yeah. The boring company. I'd get a... I would love a dad hat that just says the boring company. Right. I would wear that everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. It's literally his com- company. Is li- it's literally a company that bores holes. That's why it's called the boring, the boring company. company. They literally, their thing that they do is they bore holes in the fucking ground. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really He hope- also owns SpaceX, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Watched Tesla. He just does all this Space. shit like for fun. He's like, hmm. Yeah, I think I, I have this idea, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to work myself to death, oh and uh, we're going to see how it works out. Elon Musk is Elon Musk is the sixth grader playing in the kindergartner sandbox. <laughs> he's he's stomping around this world like it's his playground, and most of us are looking up at him and like, hell yeah, it's fucking Elon. Right. Some of us are like, oh fuck. It's Elon. He's like, oh fuck. There, I've heard some people where they're There's like, definitely people who don't like him. Huh? Elon He's Musk de- is like a real life Tony Stark. Yeah. He's like oh my a God. billionaire. If Elon Musk's ever listened to this, Mr. Musk, please create an Iron Man suit. Please, he I probably beg of could. You. He probably has. He has the money to. <laughs> I was gonna oh say he probably <laughs> he probably has one like in his basement. It's like yeah, I just have it sitting. It's just chilling. Like, it's, no one knows about it. It's, like, the newest version. He's, like, Then yeah. all of a sudden, we just see one just flying, like, what the fuck? I mean, shit, he already invented, like, vertical electric plane f- flight. Like, vertical takeoff electric planes. Like, he did that just for fun. He did that. Yeah. yeah. Sam's gonna take a call real quick. Sam has to take a phone call. Yeah, but, man, dude, this dude does all kinds of crazy shit just for fun. Like, all right. the time, already, like, as it is. Yeah. Right. Crazy motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember um, listening to the podcast he did with Joe Rogan and just all the stuff that they talked about. We're living in a simulation. I was so convinced after listening to that, dude. He's so stoic; it fucking blows my mind. Yeah, how stoic he is. He's just like he's just completely. He's no emotion. Calm, totally chilled out about just about everything, and he he doesn't really have any fluctuations in his voice, and you know he's very straightforward. He's like you know AI. This poses one of the greatest uh, dangers to humanity exactly that we've talks. ever seen. And, yeah, I mean, they just let me do He literally looks like he's constantly LA spacing and... out and talking at the same time. Well, I think Elon he Musk. is. Oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure he fucking is, dude. Yeah. Well, he, he... Which podcast did he just smoke a joint on? Right. Just unwind. No, but he even said that, like, his mind is always constantly going with ideas. And Joe Rogan's like, what about right now? He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just absent-mindedly talking to you. Yeah. Sorry about interrupting. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I mean to to be like that because it's definitely like a blessing and a curse to have your mind constantly going all over the place, right? It, I'm sure it makes it really hard for him to be present because he's always probably thinking about so many different things, trying to solve different issues and analyzing things in his brain and going through thing to thing to thing to thing. To he probably thing. does so you many know? mind experiments. Yeah, he probably does. He's probably doing them constantly. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could probably, you probably, he'll probably like be talking to you while he's doing a mind experiment. See, that's where, I, like, see, now I'm kind of thinking back to the thing where Sam said that that line between genius and insanity, I think you're right. Like, he has all these ideas, and it's like he just happens to have ones that are great. 
And then there's the complete opposite side, and those motherfuckers just have right. the ideas that are not so great. You know, I wonder too, because like me and you have talked about this before, that um, you know, is it that people are really smart or are they like predisposed to being able to think and like by thinking more and learning more, do do you just turn yourself into a smart person? A smart person. I mean, to some degree, I already know that this is true, right? You can just do a quick Google search. There's been plenty of, you know, research on learning and the effects of learning on, you know, supposed measured intelligence or whatever. But it's clear that the more you use your brain, the better you get at using your brain. It's right. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's total. It's. Like you said, it's like a skill. Yeah. It's like you with your it's drums. Like a muscle. It's like a muscle. Yeah. yeah. You know, the better you get at something, you know, the more you do it, the better you, eventually you're going to get at it. Right. right. You know, I mean, okay, sports, sometimes that's not the case. There are plenty of people who have right. been terrible at sports for a very long time. <laughs> and they will continue yeah. to be very terrible at sports for a very long time. Right. But it's the people who practice, and sometimes just the basics, and you're, this is coming from, I guess you could call me a coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Elk Grove Babe Ruth would agree with that. But it's the kids who go outside and practice the fundamentals in a fun way, too. People are like, ah, oh, I have to do basics. It's the basics that are going to push you further. Right. It's being able to field a ground ball properly and not having to, oh, shoot, and then die for the ball last minute, make the showstopper play. You know, you can't do that every ground ball. Right. Well, this is one of the biggest problems with any beginner in any field. Right? Is they you know, all see... Point A to point Z. They all see where they want to be, but they don't want to do everything else before that. They don't want to start at the beginning. They don't want to be bad. You know, they want to be... They want to do all the cool shit. They want to be on the cutting edge, right? I mean, who wouldn't? But. Yeah. In order to get there, you have to first get all your the, – the, you have to create a strong foundation, right? Yeah, yes. You have to put a lot of time into this, right? Other, otherwise, you won't get – you'll never get there. You can't build a house just on dirt. Your house will be shit. <laughs> you right. have to have a foundation to build a house. Right. right. So Even a gazebo. Yeah. Even a, <laughs> a, a bodega. Yeah. Like – Now we're just getting into words that I don't know. What the fuck <laughs> gazebo but, have you heard i'm sorry i love john mulaney mm-hmm. he he had this skit where he was in connecticut mm-hmm. and i quote doing white people things um <laughs> and he noticed that i forget what the exact year was but a gazebo was built in a town during the middle of the civil war <laughs> that's <laughs> and, so random and he was like how do you think that town meeting went down and I'm just paraphrasing here. He's like, <coughs> so everyone's brother and father died. Jeremiah, what did you want to say? Have you been, have you wanted to go indoors and outdoors all at once? <laughs> Ever holding hands with your betrothed in the park and it starts raining? Once again, my condolences to everyone. May I present to you the gazebo? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. Well, because gazebo was brought up. That's one of the funniest. I think John Mulaney. This is this is a very popular opinion. John Mulaney is a really funny comedian. Yeah. I think he's one of the funniest comedians I've ever seen. Yeah, mm. he's um, funny for sure. He, um, I've seen some of the stuff that he does, and he he voices, um, fuck, what's the other guy's name? He, in Big Mouth, he voices uh, the guy, not not Nick. What's his friend's oh, name again? Fuck, 
Everyone the guy in the Nick. green shirt. Um, the guy in the green shirt. That like the guy that masturbates. What is his um, name. What? what? Remember Andrew. The, Andrew. Andrew. Oh, the uh, the big, short one. No, yeah. the tall one. The tall one. Oh, he yeah, voices the one tall that's one with glasses. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Don Mulaney's the one that voices him. It makes me so happy. Dude, okay, you know the guy that plays Nick is actually Nick. Yeah. Yeah, they look like he looks like that. That's what he looks like. He actually has a book. His mouth is fucking huge. Oh my god. Have you guys seen Oh Hello? Uh-oh. On Broadway. No. This is an unpopular opinion. Hated it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was terrible. Why? What, what? What is it? So, it's Nick Kroll and John Mulaney dressed up as these old men. And I get the shtick they were going for. It's these two old men who are trying to get their lives together. And they're like putting on plays and stuff. The thing that... I... I I couldn't even appreciate it from an acting standpoint. I, It wasn't funny to me. Right. It, it was just like, if I wanted to watch this, I would have gone to the Carlton Senior Living Home, put my grandmother <laughs> in a room with a guy who she hates to play poker with, right. and let them talk for two hours. And I'd probably get something other than too much tuna out of it. Right. Which is a little bit that they have. And I, I get... To some people, it's funny. And... I'm not saying it's wrong, but I prefer John Mulaney's other works, and I definitely prefer Big Mouth. Big Mouth is I so think funny. Big, Big Mouth is, like, hilarious. It's so bad. I it's hope so funny. that Big Mouth continues to be a thing for as long as I'm alive. Um, I don't care <laughs> 90-something seasons. I'm watching fucking... <gasps> I'm watching Big Mouth from my hospital bed on my deathbed, my family <laughs> surrounding me. Just <laughs> put on some big mouth. That show is so funny. Aren't they coming? Season three comes out this year, I think. Oh, that's Probably. good. That's a blessing. You know they'll make something like better though. Like by the time, fucking give it a decade. Not even a decade. They'll, they'll make something. Something better. more because it was South Park, Family Guy, now Big Mouth. Dude, Big Mouth isn't even on the same level as like South pa- South Park or Family Guy. No, it's completely. It's different. It's just a totally different thing. Yeah. I think it's funny because it's super relatable. If you were a teenage kid, a teenage boy specifically. Well, so I think the greatest yes. thing about it is, you know, yeah, we're still technically going through puberty, but I can like so relate we're like to all of that stuff. So yeah. We're like 21. We I got three more years <laughs> and then my lease is up. <laughs> uh, two more, actually, I guess. Closer to two. Yeah, yeah we'll so we'll be, yeah, to two. be 19. So. Um, you guys turned 19 like a week. I'm pretty sure you're done with puberty, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, my voice is definitely done. For those um, of you that don't know, Sam is like this big man-looking person. And he's like younger than I am, but really, like a few months. Really thick arms. He has like a full beard, full sideburns. Like, if you're under 5'2", if you're under like 5'5", five five and we walk together, chances are people think I'm your father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, my sisters and I, that's that's the worst comparison I've ever received. You're wearing a hat that says dad. Thank you. I got you that hat. Yeah. He's a big man-looking man. I I look like I grill burgers for a living. And yeah. I say, how you doing? I actually do say this. How you doing, buddy? What's up, pal? You do say that. I have a lot of dad. I'm actually wearing Birkenstocks right now. <laughs> um, I listen to Jimmy Buffett. Oh, wow. Sam is a dad. I listen to old reggae bands. That's awesome. This is how I knew my I became like full dad mode. My dad... Asked me if I wanted to go to a UB40 concert, and I got excited. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. you. I mean, it's my first concert. It's a British reggae group. Are you kidding me? Right. I want to go see that. <laughs> um, yeah. 
That's funny that I almost got into a. I almost went and played drums for a Jimmy Buffett tribute band. Are you serious? Like yeah, almost because because uh, my drum professor, he's very. Oh yeah. He's uh, good friends with a guy that has his own uh, tribute band here in Sacramento. Nice. Yeah, we just couldn't. We couldn't figure out if I'd be able to do it or not, so I never ended up doing it because Damn. you know it's hard to line up like. They, you know because they have their own drummer but sometimes they have problems on like uh you know holidays and things like that yeah so and then you know i'm in college so i you know it'd have to be a time where i come back down and, and it was just it was weird trying to coordinate so yeah i would love to see you on a jimmy buffett because that is <laughs> yeah i don't think jimmy buffett's really your style <laughs> because and that's not saying anything against you. Dude, I make fucking, like, EDM music, and I, I grew up playing, like, punk and heavy metal, and then, like, classic jazz and big band swing, so, yeah. You do a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah, and you're really good at all of it. I'm all right. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut couldn't up. Do it. Couldn't do it without my trusty bassist. Love you. Yeah. We'll go trusty on that one. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, did you see the meme that I sent to the group chat? Yeah, I was laughing. I responded to it. Bro, drummers, it's never the drummer's fault, okay? If no. the drummer fucks up, the answer is look dirty at the basis. God, you sound like a liberal ramming I everything on other people. No, it, was the, it, was, it was the basis's fault. It's my fault. I can't lie to you. There have yeah. been plenty of times where I've done that. Fuck you. Oh, where you, where you like fuck up and you give someone else a dirty look like, why'd you mess me up? Are you <laughs> talking about specifically me? Yeah, you. Fuck no, you. No, because... We'd have someone else on kit other than Josh. Cause, let's face it, he messed up once. I messed up a lot. I couldn't tell. Notice so you had I me fooled. You, you, you had me fooled. Have a very different perception of this than me, but yeah. You you had me fooled, and I would always stare at Amir. <laughs> That's funny. Amir would be the. F- <laughs> Just shoot a glare at you. I'd what like, are you what doing? I know. I, I remember those looks. I'd be sitting there, and I looked to my left, and I'd just see Sam just. I was like, the fuck are you <laughs> looking at? Bitch. It narrows his eyes in. Just gives you a piercing little look. Gives you this little piercing look. Dude, yeah. That was fun. Dude, I, I miss I miss jazz band a lot. Yeah, I don't miss high school at all, but that's one thing I miss. I, could, yeah. It just dicked around. But we had a good time. You guys remember the little solo thing that we did? The senior thing? Uh, where it was you, Amir, Sean, and I. Yeah. And I brought out my euphonium and played jazz euphonium. I don't remember this. I. It, it was the concert at the Black Box. Yeah. What? Yeah, we did the con- Remember, there was a concert at the Black Box. And dude, I don't know, and- dude. I played so many things. I can't fucking <laughs> remember all of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was fun. That all was right. good times. That was fun. You remember when you and Sean at the was it the gala? Where we literally yeah. came up with a song and that y'all day. went ham. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was so. Fun. I remember that little video clip of me doing this crazy solo, and I almost wasn't sure we were gonna hit together at the end. You know, because I was like, "Did they?" Catch I was that? watching you. Yeah, I was like, "Did they catch that?" But then we did. We hit it like it was so perfect. It was oh, dude. That was that felt so good. I remember hearing that and recording it. You did? Yeah. Oh, nice. It, it that was that, that was, was really cool. Seniors when I got. Pretty okay at base. Yeah. Senior year was fun for me. Senior year was... Only because I got to dick around. Because <laughs> I did a literal voice impression, impersonation. Yeah, for one of the... Uh, for Millie. The, yeah, for Millie. I remember that. Every night it was different. Because it started off as Peter Griffin talking from the 20s, then ended up as what it was supposed to be at the beginning, a radio announcer from the 20s. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was funny. I remember during that gala when I came out and did the voice for that, and people were like, wait a minute. <laughs> There's this big man. What is he doing? <laughs> right. Good times. That's funny. That was yeah. fun. I mean, no, it kind of sucks because, like, you know, now I, I don't put as much time into drums, you yeah. know? Really? Uh, well, yeah, just because we're so busy doing the podcast shit, oh. and then I'm working on my EDM project. I just, you know, I just priorities you know and like yeah. drums it's like this is i love I, drums but like right now it's like the podcast kind of takes precedent this is a sentence i never thought i'd heard you say and then after that it's like um what what's after that then after that it's like my edm project that i'm working yeah. on and then after that it's like exercise and then eating is after that and then wow. <laughs> and then drums fall <laughs> and then drums and usually by the time i'm done with all of that i mean usually you know i like reading books you know uh i if I don't even have time to read, like, I, I definitely can't play drums. But as soon as, like, we're done with all this podcast shit, you see, I thought about it. And I think it'll be fine. So I'll have, like, three weeks before I actually, or uh, not even, I'll have damn near a month or more to get my playing back in shape. And I feel like I practiced enough that I'll at least be able to get myself back to where I was before, you know, the summer started. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh. So I'll, I'll spend a month, like, really drilling stuff, really getting the basics back in and, you know, patching up my foundation and, you know, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll be back where I was and, you know, and then I can go ahead and keep getting better until the boys, Montana. Right. Oh, well, I have to, Lord. I have to for that. Yeah. You know, we got it. I got to get my still playing a thing that we're doing. It's still a thing that we're doing. Yeah. We, we, so we, we, Josh and I talked about it. I don't think we really, do we need to talk about it on the podcast? We just talk about it. Yeah, no, we can talk about it. Well, over winter break, because we're going to be doing podcasts still. So, we're going to be so busy over winter break. So, three days a week, we're going to be doing podcasts in the morning. We got this awesome like, schedule. Yeah, till like yeah. 3 o'clock. Then after 3 o'clock, music rest of the day. We're going to just, we're going to really crank workout uh, like we'll three days a week. We'll keep coming up with ideas. We're going to do some busy, we're going to have some busy days. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll keep coming up with ideas and doing shit. In the Sweet. meantime. While he, well, because he's going to go down, but you'll still be in sack. I can talk to Aaron and stuff, because... Did you still want me to just be vocals? Fuck it. Let's just mess around and see what happens. Let's just mess around and see what happens, yeah. Fuck it's funny because I was talking to um, Aaron and Amir yesterday, and I think it'd be awesome to have, like, a collaboration where they work with me also. So, like, we'll do the Montana thing, but, like, since I'm doing this other EDM project as well, I'd love to, like, because Aaron was saying, like, oh, you should try experimenting with some guitar. Well, he plays guitar, so I'm like, you know, why don't you come on and and I'll feature you on some guitar, I, and then, you know, I could feature you on vocals, and, and Amir, I could feature Amir on bass, you know? Right. Because these kind of collaborations, these are, like, the coolest things, right? Yeah. So Funny you should mention it. I'm actually doing another electronic-type thing on my own stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm doing more, like, lo-fi beats. Ooh. I do have an EDM track out, though. What is really? it? It's called Test One. Test One. Yeah. So it's like literally just like a test track. Literally just, yeah. I was like, "What'd you make it on?" All of my stuff's on GarageBand. What the fuck? Hey, yeah, me you too. Did the same yeah. thing. Yeah, no, I'd That's like funny. a lot of people are like get Logic. I'm like, I'm not paying a hundred dollars when I can just fuck around. It's with not even a hundred. It's like a grand, isn't it? Ooh, if it's that, Logic? I'm definitely not paying. Yeah, for that. most most well, FL Studio is like three hundred dollars. Really? Yep. Well, most professional, because like I know. Yeah, I know Logic. It is Logic, or is it Logic, or was it Pro Tools? I think it might have been Pro Tools actually. Pro Tools is a grand. So. Yeah, fuck, I'm not playing that. 
I appreciate music, but if I can make it for cheaper, <laughs> I'm gonna make it. For yeah, cheaper. no. After this, I'll I'll show you like some of the some of the stuff that I've made. It, I think one of the one of the things about GarageBand, I don't. I'm sure this is probably just a normal thing where the more work you put in, the better you're gonna be able to make it sound. But it's just finding sounds and really making everything as refined as possible. Yeah. It takes an insane amount of work. Oh, yeah. Right? But I feel like I've done it enough now that, you know, it's not, like, super hard anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, like, very time-consuming, and it takes a lot of work, but it's not like I have to figure it out. You know, like, yeah. I've done it enough that I'm, like, I can go in, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay. And I kind of know what I'm doing. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Nice. It's <laughs> cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <gasps> but... I mean, music music is, like, one of those crazy things because music can be, like, so many things, you know? And, oh, like, we were talking about yesterday how you can basically have, like, infinite sounds in EDM music, right? I think – so I took Music 18 with Professor Elias, really cool guy, mm -hmm. um, my first semester of college and learned about the progression of Western music mm -hmm. starting all mm -hmm. the way back with Gregorian chant. How far music has come is crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard Gregorian chant or even knew that was a style of music. Right. Um, it is a single voice on a single pitch singing the same words over and over and over again. Right. And now we have stuff like EDM, like rap, like rock, like alternative ska. Even like really progressive music where you don't even play like the same phrases again. It's it's not even theme variation. It's just it's a just idea to B, idea to idea. C D right. E. You know, there's no format to it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like, even going a little far back, Miles Davis. Who else could make a song that's 16 minutes long, and have people still listening to it? Right. Like today, that's very difficult. Uh, have you heard the Mars Volta? <laughs> the what the mars volta dude they're this awesome progressive rock band uh they're not together anymore but in the early 2000s they put out some of their best shit and they have this one album called francis the mute and the last song in the album i think is like 32 minutes long i'm listening to it when I it is home. an amazing song it's phenomenal you have to hear it for those okay. of you listening i've talked about it before if you still haven't gone and listened to the mars volta you have to go listen to the mars volta best progressive rock shit i've ever heard in my life wow nice. it's amazing it's absolutely amazing so you know it's a good endorsement <laughs> yeah Damn. yeah and the shit they do with the guitars is like totally totally fucking out there they do all kinds of or i mean i forget what the guy's name is but the guy that's on the guitar and singing like he does all kinds of weird shit with like the guitar pedals and makes all these like <laughs> super weird noises using he does weird shit with like feedback and shit oh yeah and you know now that i think about it i kind of oh wow i wonder if that's like a subconscious thing i picked up because i've experimented with stuff like that in my own music like at the edm projects i'm working on right now kind of experimenting with different f effects and things um and like using delay and feedback to kind of create these weird distortions and pitch variations in the audio to really produce some very like interesting effects you know so huh i, I never thought about that but yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like one of those things nice it's dope yeah it's dope no we gotta get together again though it'll be fun yeah man so, so we're coming out with some cool stuff so 
I mean, you came up with like that one sick baseline. And are you still like on trombone? Yeah. yeah. Um, I started getting better at my blues piano skills. Um, I'm trying to figure out nicer chords and stuff that go really sweet. Um, but yeah, trombone. Um, I can hop on trumpet too. Mm-hmm. Um, and euphonium, obviously. Right. right. What is a euphonium? I. It's like the all the tuba like players yeah. are yeah. gonna kill me out there, um, but you guys are wrong, um, tuba players. Um, it is a smaller tuba. Yeah. People are like, no, it's not. The tuba and the euphonium are different. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> they are the same thing. The euphonium is just smaller. It's Don't smaller be tuba. bitter, because we can have a similar range to you guys. When we can hit your low B flat. But you can't hit our high B flat, so right. shut up and deal with it. Right, that's <laughs> it, fine. It, it, that's all it is. It's a smaller tuba. Right. So you changed your major several times. Yeah. Right. You were, you were gonna do music, but then you were gonna do you were gonna do economics too. Like you were in economics for a minute too. I remember we had a whole yeah, conversation about it. I was. Yeah. In. I mean, what? So how did you end up in economics? And then. Um, and why did you, like, go away from music? Okay, so um, when I was switching from kinesiology, mm-hmm. I I was really – so, actually, this goes back to high school. I was taking Coach Roth's uh, economic course, and I made a habit of getting to his class early and sitting down and talking to him and stuff. First thing he says when I sit down, why didn't you take AP? Right. So I was like um, – I was taking AP Physics 1, and I didn't want to take another AP course because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, not a good idea. I was like, thanks. Um, so my my family was like, you're good at music. You're good at economics. We want you to make big money. Go to economics. Oh, the money thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, which, for me at the time was a driving factor because mm-hmm. I was like, I want to have this, 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 and this. I need all of the money that the world can have. Right. Now I'm much more content with, hey, maybe I'll only be able to afford like 800 square foot house. If they even make that without a tiny house, right. um, you It'd know, an apartment as well. and that's, and that's fine right. with me now. Yeah. A small apartment. apartment. Yeah. You know, that that's mm-hmm. fine with me now. I don't need, you know, as I'm, in my ripe old age, um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need a lot, and that's what I'm finding out is I don't need, I don't need a huge house. I don't need, you know, a three thousand square foot place with a pool and a backyard and a grill, but maybe like a one story house yeah. that has like two bedrooms, right? And hopefully a bathroom. Hopefully, hopefully. If not, we can shrek this and put an outhouse in the back. Um, and I think the one problem with economics was I, I lost interest because the first four weeks was review for me. The first four weeks I had already learned it in high school. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was like, I know this stuff. And, uh, my was one a, which was macroeconomics. I didn't show up to that class for three weeks, took the final got a 90% on the final. <laughs> it, it, it's, 
I, I was like, this is... Like, no. Why? Why am I going to pay money for this? And so now I'm going to communications, which I'm like, why am I paying money for this? Major. But you could do a yes. lot with it. Communications is very broad, and you get some really, really good skills. And my mom, you know, my mom was a comms major. Yeah. And she's the interim number one now at the Board of Pharmacy yeah. for California. Right. So, I mean, you know, even if I don't get the therapist job, there's bam, still other I could do that. Yeah. I could. That's cool. Yeah. What did you initially want to do with your economics major? Um, I wanted to become a forecaster. So an economic forecaster essentially predicts how well a product will do in a mar- right. in, in a market. Uh, Ultimate goal, forecaster for Nike. Um, my dad his his major's economics yeah and then he has a what what's the thing it's not a phd but it's like the equivalent of that a masters law. oh no it's above no. he has law degree he has a law degree what right so okay. does my mom what yeah, okay your, your well, mom of course my mom see. does so your, your parents were actually they would have been in school for like a while my mom was pregnant with sean when she was finishing law school Ooh, wow that's my younger brother yeah. So I was, I already existed. You were already like a thing. I didn't know that. My mom was, well, and by the way, if she was pregnant with Sean, she had me when she was 28 or 29. So she was like early 30s when she finished law school. Wow. Now there was a gap in there between her. No, I don't think she actually got her master's. I think she started the thing and then never finished it. She's actually thinking about finishing it though. Oh gotcha. yeah. But she went from bachelor's, started getting her master's, didn't finish getting her master's, got the uh, law degree. Your mom should definitely go back for her master's. Yeah, and then my dad has a law degree too. I want to try to do it like all at once, you know, because I feel like I want to take like a one year gap, like either in between. Yeah, I feel like it's hard to get back into school if you take that big of a gap. Yeah, if you if you like wait around too much, it's yeah. But I mean, I do. I want to like get out and like kind of you know experience other parts of the world and go like have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Um, but you know, the ultimate, the end goal is phd philosophy right now so yeah so i'm thinking i'll probably do my my bachelor right i'm gonna go get my my undergrad in business minoring in philosophy and english creative writing and then i'm gonna go into a master's program for philosophy and then a phd for uh philosophy yeah because um i mean i don't know I really like my philosophy professor and you know, I, you know, I thought about it and I'm thinking like, you know, I might want to teach, but then like only philosophy, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't want to teach anything else. I wouldn't want to teach like philosophy, like teaching anything else seems like fucking terrible to me, but teaching like philosophy Yes, I'll teach you philosophy. Teaching drums, too. I'd love to teach drums. I think you'd be a phenomenal teacher at both. Yeah, but I think philosophy suits me better because, you know, I, I like to take a more, like, hard-edge approach to things, you know, yeah. very, like, blunt approach to things. And, you know, when you're a drum teacher, it doesn't go over so well with parents when you tell the kid, hey, so if you don't really want this and you don't really put in the work, you're never going to go anywhere and you're never going to be successful and you're always going to suck. So put in the work. You know, that doesn't usually go over well. That doesn't really make you any money. Yeah. yeah. So if I, if I did become a drum teacher, I would be a drum teacher for professionals only. Yeah. Because I know that those people that come to me, they're the people who really want it. Right. Right. Not going to go teach some kid like. No, I'm not going to go like teach random kids like this. Hey, play a basic drum beat. No, fuck that. I don't want to do that. 
You know, I want to work with people who are like very passionate about what they do and they're hungry. So like a college? Not even. Really? Dude, so many people, if they don't lose it when they're in high school, they lose it when they leave college because they go to get a quote unquote real job. Right? I've talked to so many students who have who have been involved in the music programs at my school who used to play drum set or they used to play this instrument or they used to do this or they used to do that but you know i just need to finish my degree and you know maybe i'll pick it up later on no you won't no you won't you're gonna get caught up with life you're gonna keep making excuses and you're gonna let it go and you're gonna forget about it and you know that old drum set you used to have you're gonna sell it or it's gonna end up in storage or in your garage or something you're gonna give it up you're gonna hate your life one day and you're gonna wonder why did i stop playing drums why did i stop playing my instrument why did i fall out of the loop with music and then when your kid becomes passionate about something you're gonna tell him oh yeah like you're passionate about that right now but you're gonna understand like the world works differently and you know you're gonna get older just like me and you're gonna end up fucking hating your life too (laughs) you know you are clearly very passionate about that no not okay I say no, you know, and everyone, everyone, all my friends who, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I kind of, you know, I I let it go. And, you know, I just I'm too busy doing other things right now. Yeah, I was doing that. It's like, no, don't let it go. Don't let it go. Just 10 minutes dude. just touch it. Just do something. Just but don't do nothing. Please. Get the snare once. Just (laughs) bam. Honestly, if you sit down at a drum set and you just try to do one little thing, you'll find that you can't. You want to keep going right yeah because especially if you if you sit down and you do if you try to do something you can't do you can you can create that hunger that passion there was one day where i came out because i was trying to learn a drum solo yeah and it took me i was i think i sat out here for an hour and a half it's so easy to do like once you sit down because i was getting pissed you get mad you're like fuck i want to be able to do this you know because you've been like this just shows how much i suck at drums because i remember i told you what it was and you did it in a day and i was like fuck you (laughs) it was the uh, bang bang thing but to be fair like i don't play drums no i'm not a drummer you're a drummer yeah i just i know i i can play the drums but i'm not a drummer yeah and i was like fuck it i decided i want to learn it dude i was out here for so long yeah it took me like i think it took me an hour and a half two hours yeah and then i bet it took me like 10 minutes uh, no, I don't know about 10 minutes, because even back then, like, when, when that happened, I wasn't particularly, you know, I, now I might be able to learn it in 10 minutes, but then it took me probably, like, like a, a couple hours, probably. Oh, and then yeah, to really, like, get it, get it good and, like, really refine it to the point where, like, I don't have to work too hard to get it. You know, I probably practiced it over the course of a couple days before I filmed, like, a drum cover of it or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got pissed running on that solo, dude. Of course you did. I was, like... I literally, I always sounded so stupid. I was all, yeah. fuck! I was yeah. so mad. You know what's really mind-blowing, though, is how over time my ears have changed. Like, shit that I used to hear and I wouldn't be able to figure it out. Now I can, like, hear it. And I, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's easy. I, I can hear, like, exactly what that is. You know? And it's, like, so crystal clear. Whereas, like, even, like, a year ago, you know, I would be listening to music and I might listen to, like, a drum fill or something and it might be like uh what fucking tom was that like right. i can't even tell you know i saw your kid dude it that kid is gnarly which one the, the one kid. that you had here oh yeah the uh, the gretch kid yeah, yeah, yeah it's a nice kid do you have multiple kits i don't have multiple kits but i play on multiple kits because gotcha. at the school there's like uh one two three three or four there's like three or four different drum sets that i play on at the school oh yeah and then this year i'm bringing my own also hell yeah right you are yes really oh yeah where are you gonna put it 
in the drum room. I'm just going to rearrange the drum room because I have the freedom to do so. And uh, Wait, they don't care if you bring it? Um, well, they is just uh, Ray, my professor. And I talked to him about it, and he's like, well, I mean, yeah, if it fits, then whatever (laughs) so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna figure out how i can get it to fit in there and then that's that (laughs) yeah that's it that's dope yeah and then you know i'll go in and practice it too you worry about other people playing on your shit uh no i'm not too worried about it because ray will buy me like new heads and shit oh that's nice yeah so people will probably practice on your kit though yeah i mean no not really if I think about it, because even the the only time anybody else really uses the drum sets in there is like when, well, let me preface with this. There, I haven't really met anyone who's at like a very high level. Most people, it seems like are beginners who end up in there on the kits um, or at least they play it like a beginner level, you know, even like pre beginner, you know, like kind of they're just learning and they're just trying to get into it, which is totally cool. Um. But, like, the way that I'll play on a drum set, like, where I sit down and I can play for, like, four hours and I'll practice a bunch of different things and, you know, I'll wear out my sticks and I'll wear out the heads. Like, nobody plays like that. You know, and maybe, like, someone who's super passionate and, like, wants to do that kind of thing will show up. But so far, I'm, like, the only person who I feel like I have to worry about breaking anything on my kit. That's funny. (laughs) I don't feel like anyone else even has a shot at, like, snapping a drum head or anything. You know, if they did, it would probably just be on me from me playing it and not replacing my shit. You know, <laughs> that's funny. So it's not like it's really not. It's not like a worry at all. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I hope I transfer down there. Before. That would be fucking dope. I might join you. Really? Yeah. Dude, you know what you just made me think about, though, is like having a house, you know, because you were talking about like how you wouldn't need a very big house and how you were kind of realizing like, oh, how I wouldn't need very many things and whatnot. And, you know, I just started thinking about, like, you know, if I had a house, I'm like, I feel like I kind of feel the same way. Like, huh, what would I what would I put in a house, right? Like, what would you put in a house? Um, so, for me, like, in terms of, like, work or okay, like, what I'd bring. Let's say you get a house. Okay. What are you doing with this house? Um... So it depends on the state of the house. My guess is the first house I'm going to get, it's going to need a ton of work. Um, so try to learn how to do floorings, flooring by myself. and Should have my dad. I had to do it with my dad. I redid my entire room. I'll just bring you. Yeah. I'm actually pretty sure I remember how to do it all. You'll, you'll, I'll just have you teach me how to install hardwood. Um, then probably paint it up. But I like if it comes with appliances, I'm keeping those appliances till those appliances don't work anymore. Mm. I'm not going out and buying stainless steel. That's for later on in life. That's when I have a good job. Right. Like that's when I have a steady enough income, maybe a family, but my first house, I'll probably be the only one living in it. And I have no fine. intention of even buying a house until I'm at that stage in life. Like fuck it, I'll live in an apartment. Well, so yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is this, if I had a two bedroom apartment, I have space for me and potentially a significant other. And then I have another room where we can do podcasts. And I also have an office space and things like that. Honestly, if you want to think about like super far ahead in the future, we could probably just use the college like now and forever. 
know what I mean? Like, why not? It's our college. Like, if we go to a college and then, yeah, you know, it's like uh, when we graduate, like, who's to say we can't just keep coming back to the college and, like, recording? Even even now, like, why why we could go to, like, CRC and, like, book a study room at the library. We could fucking do podcasts in there if I we wanted to. I think you have to be a student. Do you have to? I think that's how that works. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. But... What if, because cause I'm also thinking of going the teacher route, professor specifically. What right. if we both pick up <laughs> at fucking CSU Channel Islands? Oh, but, fuck. I don't think I'd want to teach at Channel Islands. Definitely I'd, I'd want to teach at a community college. Oh, I would. I, I definitely wouldn't want to teach at a community college. Fuck that. No, I probably See, that's wanna... funny because that the, because people have that exact mentality. That's the exact reason I want to teach community college. Really? Because there's that huge mis- misconception that the kids that go there are bad. No, they just need a push. No, it's not even that. It's just that I want to teach at like a, probably like a research school, like a UC or something. Yeah, no, I definitely want to teach at community college because for me, yeah. that's where I saw the most growth. Mm. And that's where I got that little push to actually give a shit about my education. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like for the okay, yeah. So yeah. for the people like that for are the like kids, me, like to help the kids. Like, like this is the cheesiest thing to say, but it's true. Because I needed that push. That's and I needed cool. that teacher that made me really interested. I, I I never wanted to go to class until history three ten. Professor Wiseman, shout out to him. Right. Only time I ever went that that is what got me actually like passionate about my education. Right. And then all of a sudden I went from yeah I'll get a bachelor's to fuck it let's go get a PhD. Well. See, the reason for me is kind of like, it's like a little different. It's it's kind of along the same lines as like the kids, but it's not that I necessarily want to like make them like school. I just mostly want to make them realize that like their lives that they're living are like they're walking around blindly and that like, well, okay, well, first let me preface with this. I know, I realize that most people suck at philosophy. And I did really well in my philosophy class. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. I got an A. But from talking to other people, it sounds like most people really struggled, right? And it seems like the main reason is because they can't think. So it seems like the real problem is most people can't really think, right? So what I want to do, why well, I want to be a philosophy, philosophy, blah, 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 blah. philosophy, philosophy professor. I was having a hard time saying professor. Um, is because I want to show people, like, how to think, you know? I want to help people think. I want to help people use their brains better, you know? Because I feel like this is something that is not highly valued, like, in our society. Like, we don't like people to think. We like them to be dumb and to, to, to follow orders and to obey, you know? So, you mentioned you they want people, they don't like people thinking. Mm-hmm. So, I, you guys have heard of Common Core. Yes. I love that you're shaking your head no, Amir. <laughs> I, with a passion, hate Common Core. I think it is the worst system, especially for trying to teach kids stuff. My sister comes home, and she's like, I need to learn how to multiply fractions. I'm like, okay, that's very simple. Just go straight across. Right. She's like... That's not the way we were taught to do it. Fuck the way you were taught. <laughs> yeah. There have been plenty of times where I'm like, to hell with that. Right. Because there are certain things that you can't be f- free thinking about. <sighs> mathematics. <laughs> right. I used to be able to tutor kids and to help kids with mathematics. They'd be like, I'm in algebra. 
bam, I know what I'm helping them with. Right. I had a guy said, yeah, so we learned a little bit of geometry, a little bit of trig, and a little bit of algebra. I'm like, so what you're doing. What I'm hearing is you're taking a whack class. Yeah. You're, you're trying to advance these kids in the wrong way. You're trying to combine these three maths into one. Math one, math two, math three. That's what it is now. Our class, our graduating class, was the last class. Which pisses to me have, off. To have algebra one, geometry, algebra two, then the senior math. Where the, They still have the senior math, right? It's either statistics, business and finance, um, calculus. I think pre-cal you could still take. But right. yeah, it's now, instead of algebra, geometry, algebra two, it's math one, math two, math three. The thing, the, my biggest problem with this whole common core thing is algebra has the basis for the rest of math. Right. But you're going to mix it in with, with all everything stuff, else. Right. So these kids are not only learning how to solve for X, but they're also learning the area equation for a, a volume equation for the cylinder. And they're also learning yeah, they're Pythagorean learning. theorem and the unit circle. Right. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to mix in multiple levels of math into like one level like level one which is actually level one two and three for all these different maths right and then level two which is actually like the next level and like if you can't yeah, so they're like mixing in the foundation that you need over time spread out along with the shit that you're supposed to be putting on top of that foundation right. which d uh, prevents you from actually being able to do anything and so i love that you used the foundation thing yeah that's like building a house left to right Right. Instead of from the bottom but up. It's... Okay, good. You got some of the foundation. Why are you building a three-story house <laughs> on top of the foundation already? You need the rest of the... No, I don't. That's essentially what Common Core <laughs> You try is. to build just the right side of the house. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, like, go from there. <laughs> okay, see, so now I want to know, what do you think about just our general current education system in America? <laughs> to be honest... After going through it, like, once I graduated, I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, quite frankly, I think Common Core isn't the way to go. Right. So, that, there's my, I, I'm just going to be honest, I've been so ignorant to that situation. But, if it's one thing for sure, it's fuck Common Core. <laughs> and fuck that bullshit that they're calling math, ma where are the times tables? Right. No, you know what's funny? After taking my, uh... Uh, intro to American government class, we learned about the education system in America and then other places and how people do significantly better. And it's like, well, why are they doing better? Right. And it's because here, we it, it creativity or passion isn't encouraged. It's take these classes, can't go. Right. It, in other countries, it's like, because I think there's got to be a balance. Like, America is like, oh, meh. Japan, they have great grades, but they also have some of the highest teen suicide rates. Right. And then there's, I think it was, it might have been Sweden. I don't remember. It was a country in Europe. They got that shit down. What they'll right. do is you have your primary. So, okay. So, the way, this is how I know it works in the UK. So, you have what's called, considered like the equivalent to high school, primary school. You have that until what would be our sophomore year of high school. Mm -hmm. Then you go to college for two years from when you're 16 to 18. Right. That college is essentially community college. That's where you find what you're really passionate about. And then you go to university, just generally speaking. And then you, that, what you discover that you really, like, love and like to do when you're 16, you really delve into it. I believe it was Sweden where 
there's a universal basic income for all teenagers, and there's a parliament made up. Here's of the thing teenagers. you have to remember about Sweden, though they're a lot smaller. Smaller. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. That's the problem. Like I now, as where I'm saying, like yeah, those countries they have great education systems. The problem it's with hard the US, to apply that. It's too big and it's too spread out. Dude, there was a fucking great yeah. comedian that said, you know, yeah. Europe got it right. They realize every 700 miles, people think differently. Yeah. No, it's too big and it's too spread. Or 300 out. miles, maybe is what he said. Yeah. It was so funny. I was I like, that's very true. I like that model. So this is where I got into a little bit of trouble with my mom. I was like, there's great economic principles that an ideal are phenomenal. This is where I got into trouble. I said communism. Mm-hmm. And theoretically is phenomenal. Right. Practice wise, terrible. So where did you get in trouble for that? <laughs> because my mom was like, don't tell me you're turning communist on me. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not turning communist on you. I think it's a great economic system, but it's failed in practice every time. Hmm. So, what Interesting. A, well, okay. Name some of the great, like the pinnacle of life, communist societies. There's none. My point. Anywho. So, I, my point, just the reason I would disagree that communism is a great system, it's been done pretty good amount of times if it hasn't worked it's not gonna work okay if you adjust it and you change it it's not communism well i'm talking theoretically theoretically no i agree with you theoretically i think it's great it's beautiful i agree but the reason why it doesn't work in a utopian future it could work huh in a a utopian society it could work sorry i interrupted you anyways what you're saying it's because of our innate dispositions okay deep disposition deep disposition i know what you mean yeah I hope they know what I mean too. Where there's a lot of us who are very competitive, just yeah. in nature. Yeah. And so it's always that. Dosh is one of those people. It's so it becomes almost like a power grab. Yeah. Oh, I can get this. Oh, I can get that. Well, it's capitalism. Yeah. So see now, now I also say this. I don't think capitalism is great either. No. Now this is where now now okay so now we're getting an interesting shit. I don't. People are like, oh, we fuck capitalism. We live in this capitalistic society. Actually, we don't. That's not true. Let me tell you why. In the 1890s, when all these different codes and shit were being introduced, workers' codes, things like that, we essentially saved capitalism from capitalism, okay? That was in the 1890s. Then, after the Great Depression, I believe it was FDR, used socialism is what it was, right? Use those things. Fuck it. Here, we're going to print more money, give people money, give them government-funded jobs, do all this shit. We used socialism to save capitalism. I don't think capitalism is great. I don't think socialism or communism is great. I think it's really ignorant when people say, we live in this awful capitalistic society. Well, actually, we don't live in a capitalistic society. And here's... The Sorry, I went off on a whole rant there. No, you're good. And I'm going to feed into that rant. All right, here's, cool. Here's part of the problem when people say, this horrible capitalistic society... Taking economics, <laughs> it is the only society that forces competition and makes us use our resources more efficiently. I think communism. I uh, here's why, I I I, I laugh when I, I see the modern leftist pr- perspective on communism and socialism because in every other country those people have died, starved, and were oppressed. Here's the you thing: want to talk it about, fails to account for for the reality of what actually happens when people 
use those kinds of systems. It fails yeah. to actually account for what people the reality don't realize people. is a cl- there's no such thing. The idea of communism, a classless society, sounds great, but it doesn't exist. If there's if you have a communistic society, here's what the two classes are: the people and the government. You want to know who the who has more power? It ain't the people. That's one of the beauties about capitalism: you can put the government in check. Right. Right? And me and you had a really good in-depth conversation about this on a previous podcast, right? Where we talked about the mixture of capitalism in combination and with other systems, can, how, how that could potentially produce a more, a better system, basically. And I think that's the route we need to start heading. A well, it's the route that we're already heading. Right. That's the thing. When we already have a that. lot of, like, socialist aspects. Yeah, to dude. Okay, okay. So-called capitalist society. Okay, well, listen. So... Um, just like a education just like a welfare right well welfare but no you want to know something that literally applies to pretty much everybody in the united states public education right that yeah. is socialism yeah you're saying that is everybody not... needs to get educated that is socialism or have some standard of education right right that that is a socialistic aspect of our society right as is welfare as is um like medicare yeah. and shit and like that me and amir were talking on one podcast we talked about how you could use un- universal basic health care to drive capitalist ideals, you, right? You would so, probably, you should explain that to him. Okay, so basically, what it is is you have universal health care, right? But you don't make it mandatory that all people have universal health care. What you do instead is you make it so that people who can't who can't afford health care can have health care, right? And then people can choose not to use a private health care provider if that's what they want. Now, what I think this would do is you would have more people going to the universal healthcare providers because it's cheaper, free, right? You pay for it through and taxes. You pay for it through your taxes, but it, because it would be... It's still cheaper. It's getting more for less, right, than you would with private healthcare providers. And so you what, have that... You, and the thing is, that government provided, that universal healthcare right. provided by the government would have to meet a certain standard... And that could right. potentially so drive. So what it does is it raises the standard for healthcare because right now it's either you have it or you don't, right? So but if think? there's a standard, then then the private healthcare system has to compete with the government, right? To to keep people on, to keep them. From so you're using socialism to drive capitalism. Exactly. Okay. So it's a weird thought, but I like that idea mm-hmm. because. People who normally couldn't have healthcare now can. Yeah. Who it's it's a lot cheaper now. They can afford it. But what you're going to start seeing is a lot of other families like me, who belong to Blue Shield, are mm-hmm. going to start going towards universal healthcare, and you're going to see essentially the end of private healthcare because we always want what's cheap. If we can get something that's cheap and good, so. But that's okay, the- hold on, hold on. But but here's the thing. Okay, so I agree with you. But what what tends to happen is this. It, so with government healthcare it provides kind of basic stuff. It should and it should like if, if we're gonna have a a government universal healthcare, it should provide basic. But shit. it doesn't provide specialized. Care. No, and that's fine. That's what private healthcare is for. Right. Right. So if you have these minimal standards that even the government can uphold. That forces everything, everybody else, privatized industries... To be at least that good. To be at least that good. Now, you are right. There are going to be people who would be like, ah, fuck this. 
which I hadn't thought about that before. You are right. They'd be like, oh, I mean, I don't need all this specialized shit. Right. This is a point my dad brought up one time. I was talking about this, and he said, okay, look, if there's – we have um, the government standard of healthcare, right? The government provides healthcare. What? I just – Oh, the government, right? We have this. And, um, you know, rather instead of doing what, like, people like Bernie Sanders want to do, which is everybody's on that system, it's like, no, that is an option. Yeah. Right? Exactly which is essentially what, what we yeah. have, but that option needs to be improved. Right. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think if we can make it cheaper for people to have health care, and I, the fact that it's not treated as a necessity, but rather as a nice to have, really troubles me. Right. It's a, what is it? It's a privilege, not a, yeah. Without my health care, who knows where I would have been? Same. Like, I'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> I quite possibly could have been, well, not to the same degree that you could have been dead. Right. You're. <laughs> You yeah, were like, sure I mean, not everybody's born with a hole in their heart, but yeah. I wasn't born with a hole in my heart, or, but yeah. What was it then? My, okay, so it's called transposition of the greater arteries. Okay. There's two arteries that go near your heart. Right. One of them wasn't, it was all like, it was like crossed over. It wasn't working. Okay. Was blood was either, I, I think either blood was going out and not going, yeah, no. You do, I thought you did have a hole in your heart though. I thought you had like a hole in your aorta. No, my aorta is dilated. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. And it's still like that. And that's because of my way. heart condition. Got you. Oh, got you. I'd yeah. be dead if yeah. we didn't yeah. have. That's so weird. So, <laughs> right? I mean, but I would. The fact that stuff like that can happen or medical stuff, medical things like mine can happen. And when people aren't covered, what are they going to do? You can't really just, ah, oh, rub some dirt on it. Right. Or, you know, my grandfather's cure for everything. Here, here's a wet towel. <laughs> that's, right, right. I, I was puking and my grandfather just handed me a wet towel <laughs> like that was all right thanks thanks i guess i'm gonna be cold now right. but thanks you know thanks for helping i appreciate it you know right. it's i think universal health care is something that needs it's no i don't i don't think it could be a partisan it needs to be a bipartisan issue now Right. Oh, and hmm, and that ties back to what we were talking about earlier. Oh, no. Right. There's that polarization, and that's why, at least right now, it won't be a bipartisan issue. Because right now, what it is, is if we want any type of socialized health care that people can jump into, Republicans See, go, nope, it's socialism. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. We're stupid because we fail to realize that we're all sharing this same space. Right. Well, this is all. This affects all fuck. of us. Okay. You know? Allow me to get a little heated right now. Please do. We encourage this. This government. <sighs> Sweet mother of Jesus. Okay. So, I'm sure we all were kids at some point in time. Like, no one came out of the womb like, hey, I'm 65. Right. Like, we all learned sharing is caring, correct? Now, I'm not asking the government to share. How about you fucking compromise? Right. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. My no, bro, I get it. My sisters and I used to argue a lot. I would hide their toys. They would hit me with their blanket. It was all-out warfare. And then we were like, hey, we should grow up and not do that anymore. The fact that people who are decades older than us are still unwilling to compromise for the people that they are serving. You know one thing that I hear all the time? I will not compromise my beliefs for everyone. That is fucking stupid. And <laughs> let me tell you why. <laughs> no, I agree. The moment you are sticking to your guns, which I think is great. 
in an argument or a debate. But when there are human lives and people's lives will be affected by this? Dude, right. You have to really ask yourself, well, what is best, right? Not what do what is what does the Democratic Party say I'm supposed See, to say about this? Fuck your political party. <laughs> I mean, like I totally belong, like I'm I'm a Democrat. What are my talking points? What are I'm my talking points? Dude. <laughs> Oh, no, I wish going. people on the podcast could see me right now. That's really funny. <laughs> this is the problem with with our government. This is their job. Right. This is quite literally how they make their well-being. Right. This is how they get food. And that's what pisses me the fuck off is now they're puppets. And they're like, oh, you want the dollar? Right. You want the money? Go talk for it. Like... Are you fucking kidding me? So now it's no longer about the people. It's all about what do I have to say to keep my job? Well, and the thing, right, well, because their job is to be elected again. And if you piss off your base, right, okay, think of this. Think if all of a sudden AOC decided to go full moderate, which will never happen because she's progressive as fuck. But let's say she went full moderate, she wouldn't get reelected. How much you want to bet she goes home every day and says, fuck, I can't believe I'm saying all this stupid shit. I highly doubt that. <laughs> I think she believes everything she says. You really? And I think that's exactly why she got elected. Mm. Here's my fucking... <sighs> I, think, I think that is exactly why she got elected. Because she actually believes... She represents the new progressive Crazy. wave of Democrats. Does she have a husband? She is... No. I, I don't know. I don't let think me, so. Let me address this issue... That has been bothering me. All right. Our president loves Twitter. Fine. It's like the equivalent of fireside chats. I get it. $3 billion for the wall right. was approved. It what? Oh, I it believe was. it was approved. I think the funniest thing is that no wall ain't going to do shit. Well, that here's... dude, he's going to use a medieval fucking tactic to do what? You think a wall is going to work? You dumbass. Here's, here's my thing. How does a wall work? What is it going to do? They're just going to go under it. They're already going under it. Right. What you the go fuck? Over it, you go under it. <laughs> they go under it. They go under it. They don't give a shit. $3 billion was approved to build a wall. How about $3 billion put into our immigration system? Yeah. Well, for starters, like most immigrants aren't fucking border hoppers. They're not fucking trekking across. They're not doing this fucking deadly trek to get into the fucking United no. States. Like that's a minority of the fucking immigrants that come in. You know where most of the immigrants come in? Legal ports, motherfucker. They come in on boats. They come in across the land through the legal fucking ports. Okay? Uh, yeah. And that's <laughs> not to say they're coming in legally, but And most of them, I mean, I don't know, but I'd be willing to bet that most of them are not Mexican. Right. Yeah. Dude, oh my god, we paint this image of of immigrants as don't brown people from mexico here's the thing that pisses me off no immigrants are your fucking neighbors you dumb fuck (laughs) dude seriously (laughs) fuck sake man here's my thing is when he's like they're bringing their worst no they're escaping the worst right their worst are the reasons that they're leaving they're fleeing the literal cartels and shit you know what? Okay, and you know what? A big this is this is. And a then there's thing. like the Mormons, you know, who are just chilling down in Mexico, fucking fucking up the cartel. But anyway, good old Mormons. <laughs> no, but Mormon dude, okay. You yeah. see, this is the shitty thing. It's like, at what point? Okay, so part of the reason people come here is because of like like we were saying, especially from anywhere in Central South America, a lot of it is drug or cartel and gang related shit right. and that drives people the fuck out just of work. crime and poverty just in crime general and poverty <laughs> that drives them to the u.s now this is this Hope. is this is a weird thing because it's like okay you can kind of stop this issue if the u.s were to invest more into those countries 
and help solve those problems within those countries. Actually, but I, then, but then you ask, at what point is it the U.S.'s job to do that? And are they really going to go in there to deter it? See, no, the they're going to fuck everyone over. Okay. I mean, a lot of problems exist because of the U.S. I right. really think that it would be better if we just took our fingers no, out of places I they agree don't with belong. You. Josh, <laughs> I am so glad someone finally fucking said it. Bro, I've been saying it. We, <laughs> we, okay. A civil war. Yeah. What is the definition of a civil war? It's a country against itself. Right. And the U.S. said, no, it's not. Civil wars are our things. So we went and put troops in a different country <laughs> to solve their civil war. Right. That's, and now there are more problems because of because us. Because we went in. Well, that you happens know, like happens. every time. Every time. Exactly. We completely fuck over everybody there. At, but at, okay, seriously. It gets to a point where it's like, Dude, there's no fucking reason for you to be there. Put your dick back in your pants. Leave. God, you're done. Transaction <laughs> over. Bye. Go. You're not needed. You're not wanted. It's no, you're stupid. Because right. yeah, fucking right. we're trying to push this idea. Everyone's got to be democratic. Are you fucking kidding me? You know me? what's funny is what we've done with like Venezuela example is we took a democratic state and we fucked it up so that now we can institute our own form of government. This <laughs> Is now is what's happening. Here's right? my problem: is they were trying to stop the spread of communism. You, uh, you are literally becoming the thing you were trying to stop. Yeah. Stop the spread of communism. What the fuck are you talking about? That's what. Where the- are these communists? Right. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing during the. the so we, the reason we create the, the communists. The reason we <laughs> went into um, Vietnam. Communi- well, we said it was communism. No. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's another thing that I realized. Whenever we say we're going we're going to fight communism, it's a war on terror. No, it's not. You want oil from Iran. There's other shit. There's all Or Iraq, whichever reasons. one. That's what it was. A real there's, reason, right? There's See, no reason. Here's the thing. is We don't care. Y- you know this was a thought in some government's official. In right. some government official's mind. He went to went home and was talking to his wife. He's like, yeah, we're going to... Our PR rep said we're going to make it a fight against communism, but huh, yeah. we just need more oil. Oh, dude, look at the Middle East, dude. Like, dude, okay. It's, I don't think it's a coincidence that we're investing a lot in the Middle East where there's a lot of fucking heroin being made, and the price of heroin here in the States has dropped to damn near nothing. Hmm. Here's my, <laughs> and here's the next point I want to bring up. Heroin is nothing. A goddamn EpiPen. Insulin. Stuff that people need to live is skyrocketing. Right. Right. And heroin is dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. So Yeah, it's nothing. So now yeah. people are going to the black market. Well, because it's cheaper. To buy insulin and stuff. Yeah. Be- well, and then the thing is, how do you know that that shit's actually... Which, how do you know it's what you're getting what you're paying for? Bro. It's shady as fuck. Government needs to do a better job. Yeah. Uh, th- th- <laughs> that's the problem. And that's the problem. See... <laughs> they need to do a better job of regulating pharmaceutical companies. Right, because the pharmacy... Yeah. And that's that's scary how and much... And you know, someone and who's... See, and someone who's, like... Super Republican, they'd be like, "No, we we don't need fucking regular." Or would they say that? Or no. would they be in favor of regulation? No, they would no. be against no. regulation. They would be against a regulation. Democrat would okay. be in favor so of regulation. Here's, okay, yeah. Here's my problem. It's like fine. Maybe when your mom dies or something, you'll get it. My <laughs> that's fucked. My grand uncle totally happens, dude. My mom's asthma medication, dude. My mom could totally die. She can't afford her fucking asthma medication. Really? My, dude, she has a fucking asthma attack. Who the fuck knows if this shit that yeah, they're giving her is gonna work? My grand uncle died of complications from diabetes. Because at one point in time, he couldn't afford the insulin. Right. Are you kidding me? Dude, that, and that's fucked, man. Like, okay, and the insulin is crazy expensive. 
It's fine. It's fucked. Like, if you have diabetes, like, you're fucked. It bro. almost and has the same inflation rate as Venezuela's money. Right. <laughs> Venezuela, 4,000% inflation rate. That's insane. One day, a, this is how my economic professor explained it. You can go buy a loaf of bread for a dollar. Next year, it's $4,000. All right. Are you kidding? Okay. I don't want to talk about Venezuela right now. That's a whole different story. But <laughs> the matter of the fact is, regardless of what aspect you look at it, the right. government is failing. No, you're right. It, okay. Someone brought up the point about these detention centers being from the Obama era and the pictures about it. Fine. Regardless of that, the parent separation policy yeah, that's is unique to Trump. Yeah. Okay. Detention facilities, fine. Okay, Not so the best. real quick, how do you feel about them being called concentration camps? Well, they're technically the, the definition technically, of what a concentration camp so is. So here's what I will say. Yeah, so. That's what I was going to say. I will agree with the statement that right. they are concentration camps. I just don't think it's fair to like compare them to Nazi Germany concentration that's, camps. That is a different story. That's that we are not thing. actively You're like delusional. shooting people. Yeah. You're like delusional because if you think that they are of a different race. Will I say they're concentration camps? Yes, because they are absolutely speaking they are shitty low they're shitty. They're I think it's a damn shame. It's like low budget concentration what we're doing. camps. It, it's it's like they were like, okay, we have $3 to spend. We can stretch that amongst thousands of people, right? Right. Like, there was... A, you all get half a cent. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you have fun with your .0001 cent that you can spend. It, there was a Republican representative arguing that toothpaste, toothbrush, and soap were not necessary. Are you kidding me? I mean... Technically, like you can live without those things, but you might have some health complications. Sorry, there I don't are think going you to force be a kid to not like your loads. teeth might start rotting at some point. You're gonna smell really bad. You might get some kind of bacterial infection. I don't know. You know, it's not like you could die or anything. You know, it's kind of it's, it's not necessary if you want a good quality of life, or if you if you don't care about the quality of life. Rather, yeah, we clearly don't give a shit about. See, oh yes. man. It's idiotic. The fact that we want to be... I'm going to turn Trump's slogan against him. We want to make America great again. If you want to make America great again, open your doors. I don't agree with open border at all. Okay, not open border, but don't build the fucking wall. Well, that's stupid. Open your doors. Let people go through the immigration process. Encourage legal immigration. Let people go get... Because it takes so long. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, I don't... People that are here illegally, if they're not, ooh, they got a fucking traffic violation, let's kick up. No. If they're literally just normal fucking people doing normal fucking things, contributing to society, Fine. they should have a pathway to citizenship. Yeah. Now, if they're, you know, they're shooting people up, get them the fuck out and put them in jail. I don't know. Either one. Figure it out. It, don't put them in our jail. Don't. No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Here's like, my problem is when people go out, when ICE goes out and do these raids... They're taking. They don't care who. They don't care what they've done. It's... Well, one of the biggest problems with ICE is they do a lot of racial profiling, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, you hear about all these cases where they're hanging out outside fucking Home Depots, hmm, you know, and then stopping people who look like they're Mexican and shit, right? It, it, 
it's repulsive. Yeah, like, that's like one thing where I'm like, okay, yeah, that's definitely racist as shit. Yeah. And oh, it's me. I don't know if it's like inherently racist, but it's definitely racial profiling, right? Which I think it's discrimination has. It's yeah. not even needs to. It has to stop. No, you're right. It doesn't have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I no. mean, it could not stop. It could just get a whole lot worse. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying that it's going to stop no. as much as I wish it It has would. to stop for what? It has to stop because right. there are these people whose lives you are literally destroying. Right. Because... You know what's really... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Because they match the description. Right. That's... And that's he- a... Even a problem you here know what's in the fucked states. Up? You want to know what's fucked up? And the Democrats are fucking guilty of it too. They are not fucking saints. They are literally using people as fucking as fucking bargaining chips. Yeah, man. This, this is the whole thing. Politics is a game, right? Yeah, politics, politics is a game, is and people, a game. people, politicians play it like it's a game. Well, it is, a game. and and that becomes a problem when. You have all these real world consequences, all these real repercussions and consequences for your actions, good or bad, right? And you play it like a game, right? No, these things actually have real weight. And I think a huge problem is that a lot of times things don't really feel like they have a lot of weight, especially when you're so far removed and separated from them, right? If it's not going on right in front of you in your hometown, like it kind of feels like not real. I'm going to use this analogy. The The people of power in this world are the players of chess. And us 7 billion people are the pawns. Mm-hmm. They're the kings and queens. Right. No, they're the players. They're the players. <laughs> well, so here's why I'm saying... Here's why I'm saying the kings and queens. Because the kings and queens can end up taking over the other side. Assuming right. they win the game. But at what cost? Cost. I don't think it's really like a game of chess, though. I think that makes it like way too simple. I think in reality, things are probably a lot more nuanced, a lot more complicated. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think that it's like there's there is some kind of like central power at B. But I think that individuals themselves have a hard time treating it like what it really is, right. right? Especially if you look at the United States, right? As an example, like we already mentioned earlier, this company country is big and spread out right everything's very spread out so you know you can hear about the the floods in texas but how real does that feel to you sitting on your couch in california yeah you know it's not real it's like oh oh, there was a flood you know but you don't really the the fact that real moments have now become surreal when you experience them is repulsive a school shooting it's so you can read about it you can Find about it on Twitter, probably even ESPN. It's not even sports, and you'll find about it on See, ESPN. See, that is one of the good things about all this political hoopla that's going on. We're not hearing about school shootings anymore. And the fact that that's that's a problem. You for think me, that's a problem? For me, that's a problem. Why is that a problem? Not hearing about school shootings should know a lot of is turning a blind eye to a big problem. Right. And... So yeah, now part of me wonders, is it a problem of gun control, or is it a problem of mental health, or is it a problem of both? It's a, I am going to say it's more so a problem with mental health, and here's why. Well, I agree. It's the 0.01% right. of gun owners that are like, yeah, let's fucking do this shit. Right. But the, everyone else... Well, you Respectful. used to disagree with me on this. Well, what do you, mean? Week, what do you, you mean, like, that will, like, do commit, like, a mass shooting or something? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you look at you look at 
most of the people who are doing these mass shootings. There should have been red flags from the beginning. I think the one thing that we can for sure do better with our with our system background checks. Well, they don't fucking work. Is some sort of like background check? Yeah, I guess with a psychological test in it. That actually, yeah, and it's like, and if you don't, if you're not willing to do all that to get a gun, then guess what? You don't get to get a gun. And I think, like, I'm sorry, but like, I have no problem with making people take a psych evaluation. And I think that. Yes. I just don't think that's really going to do anything because you can see this inversely proportional. Uh, well, I mean, if you drew a graph, it would be inversely proportional, right? Of gun legislation and gun control and gun incidences, gun crimes, mass shootings, right? More gun control, more laws, more legislation being put forth, more things going into place, right? More crime more mass Look shootings at California. More we have one of the we don't have uh, now at least that we hear of not we don't have like we don't hear about these super big mass shootings happening in california they happen i'm sure yeah but it's not like what happened in vegas or it's it, like it's not we the don't hear about that scale and the density that that has now, sorry go ahead and for nothing to be done right not even so much as to well, bat an eye right but just be a headline well, okay and so listen to this in California, we have some of the strictest gun control legislation in the country. We also have some of the highest... The, the, some of the cities within California have some of the highest fucking car- crime rates. Yep. Stockton, super high. Oakland, not as high anymore, but that's because of gentrification. LA, certain parts of it, high. We have strong gun legisla- legislation. And you want to know what's still happening? Gun violence. And you want to know where these people are getting the guns? Not legally. Yeah. And so then it asks, okay, well then, how do we fix that problem? I don't know. <laughs> See, this is this is a huge problem. Is you're right. Every fucking politician needs a philosopher. You no, close, yeah. you close the door, and another one opens. Right. And people will always I think find we just the open need door. To start like, or stop rather, closing all these doors. Like, like I, I said Listen, it before. We haven't even closed any doors though. I said it before though, and I said it again. Things are better done in the light. It's that simple. No, I agree with you. You like, want to be able to see what everybody's doing. You want to know who everybody is and shit. Like, so here's here's the thing, is once you start making things like that legal, like making ghost guns legal, making buying from I think that's actually legal. Buying no, I'm not saying different. we need to make like everything legal, but I'm just saying I think there has to be some kind of balance, and I think right now we're not really going in the right direction. No, there's the people that are either like, nope, we need to completely ban guns, and then there's the people that are like, I have my right to my. It's like okay, right, stop. completely ignoring the the central issue, which is like mental health. Like, and that who is are the what the people, central issue is. Which, who are the people that are doing this? And you know what I think? Right? I think a lot of people don't get uncomfortable when you say, well, is it a problem of gun control or is it a problem of mental health? And I think mental health... Because well, the mental health issue is like way harder to solve. It's like, how do we solve that problem? And I right. think it's that's even, why it's not... It's a harder problem. ...talked about as much or it's not really like brought up is because it's a hard problem. It is right. a very difficult... I'm solving stuff that I, I've had for a long time and I still can't grapple with it right. because it's a it's a hard interpersonal issue. Right. So trying to, that's why I think basic universal healthcare comes into play. Right. Is you can include in that a therapist. Right. Or a psych well, psychiatrist you're starting to get a little more specialized. Specialized. Maybe. But a therapist at the very least, Sac State has a therapist you can go see. Right. I 
happily used those services right. for eight weeks. And it was great for right. those eight weeks. And even a little afterwards, I was doing amazing. Right. I haven't gone to therapy in a while. Not doing so great. But if we attack that mental health issue instead of, isn't there like a mental health awareness yeah, there week? Is. Yeah. Cool. The thing with the kind of bullshit it's awareness, kind of joke, yeah. let's bring awareness to it awareness doesn't of fucking mean anything. Awareness of anything is is kind of a joke. It's kind when of just we a joke. gave that speech, those speeches, yeah, for the March for Our Lives, I was disappointed. Okay. Because I knew that's all it was going to amount to. Yeah, we said that. Was. We got to give speeches. Yay. I'll say this. I'm glad we did it. Because I think that was some... I don't know. For me, at least, that kind of helped solidify my whole thing with the completely selfish reason that I'm glad I did it. Right? And I'm realizing that. And I realized this. I, we talked about it in my political science class. And my teacher was like, well, what do organizing, like these protests, what do they actually do? He's like, how often do they do stuff? And I was like, well, you know, I gave a speech on one of these things. I mean, they create dangerous mass mobs I, for starters. Well, right. Well, I was like, <laughs> I spoke in front of thousands of people and gave a speech on this with one of my best friends. And you know what happened? Nothing. And he was like, and that's how it always goes. And that's my big problem. And here's the thing. Now, here's another thing. Things only happen and people forget. Well, people don't forget. No, people just don't think about this. If you want something to happen, it's the politicians that get stuff done. Now, where are the politicians? Well, where's the inspiration for them getting shit done? Money, of course. Where are they getting money? Lobbyists. So you wonder why certain, especially shitload of Republicans, aren't supporting gun control? Who the fuck do you think is donating them? <coughs> the NRA. Okay. Other, like, you get people that are super progressive, this and that. Who do you think is supporting them? Probably some progressive organization. If you want to know a politician's beliefs, look at who's, look at who's donating to them. Right. Someone made a joke. And said they should wear their sponsors on a jacket just like NASCAR so we can see who bought them. Dude, exactly. Because yeah, yeah. I I think if... Sorry, I'm, fuck, I'm definitely not going into politics anyways. Was it... <laughs> I forget... Dude, no. I forget if it was super packs. I feel like you'd be a good teacher. Or probably just regular packs where they can't disclose the people who donate. I think that needs to stop. You should have to disclose who you donated. You have to. And that that's what's disturbing to me. It's not like there's a lot of people, they don't have to disclose it. Which is a problem. That is a huge problem. Where are you getting this money from? And why are you saying this? And that's why a lot of politicians will say things during their campaign to get them elected. And then when they're in office, guess what they're not doing? And Those things that well, they said know, they were going to do. Here's the other thing, though. I, th I think that's kind of... Uh, unfair because you're right because it's not now okay you're right no you're right because i know exactly where you're gonna go with this because it's not just them they have to work with all these other people yeah. they are part of the you government. can you can give you can put forth a genuine message you can really believe everything you're saying but once you're in office things are different no you're right yeah and it goes back to compromising thank you dude okay and that's the thing like okay now whereas i don't agree with most of her policies AOC, you know who she is, right? Yeah. I don't agree with most right, of her right. policies. I'm not a fan of them. I used to give her a lot of shit. Now, yeah. I lean more on the side of, all right, I can respect your opinion, whatever. What I will give her credit for is this. She still does stick by what she said during her campaign because she's not a politician. She's becoming one, you can kind of tell. But 
as of right now, she's not. She's not. <laughs> nice. She's not Nancy Pelosi. She's not Hillary Clinton. She's not any of these people. She's. Yeah. She is trying to put forth a genuine message. The problem with her, the biggest problem I have with her, isn't the fact that. Well, okay. Isn't necessarily the fact that she's progressive. It's just the fact that typically people who hold a progressive ideology are the same people who claim they want these big or these inclusive, all these ideologies, but they exclude the people who disagree with them. And she's definitely like that. She's not willing to find compromise with anything because she, I don't know if it's just because her ideology or because how she is as a person. And I think that that's a problem that has, that has to stop. Right. I, I will, I think I speak on most of America's behalf when I say I, we will no longer tolerate the fact that you can't compromise to get anything done. Doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. If you, if, okay, if you, unless you're like, you know, conservative, liberal, but if you can be, if you, most of the country is moderate left or moderate right, okay? Those people, we can get along. We had some, one of our good friends, we had him on, Brandon. We yeah. had Brandon on. He is a moderate Republican. And you want to know what? Me and him agreed on 90% of the shit we were saying. It's, here's the thing. Is it's the ninety percent that isn't televised? It's the ten percent. It's the that's 10%. exactly what it it's is. It's the birth control. It's the pro-life, pro-choice. It's the immigration. It's all the hot button topics where bro, we are and the things, so bro, polarized. Even with the fucking hot button issues, I, okay, with abortion I get it's hard, but with fucking immigration, you can find middle ground. It, it's not hard. You you can <laughs> I don't do know. it. I feel like if people really talked about the same issues, then I feel like conversation real conversations if they'd be had would be much more productive right because like if you look at abortion for example you have people arguing about a life and then you have people arguing about somebody's freedoms see and you know, see, and you know and they, the people who are arguing about the freedoms that you should have and the choices you should be able to make are not arguing about the life right aspect of it the people who are arguing about that you're like killing a baby or something they're arguing for a life are not arguing for freedoms and making, for your right, right to be able to choose things. They're arguing about completely separate things. Rather, I should say, the people, for example, who are opposed to killing a you know with a baby, right, are not saying you shouldn't have your choices and your freedoms. They're not arguing against that. They're, what they're arguing against is you killing what they believe to be is a human life. So I read this post. It's a different it, argument. It was a total tumblr girl post but it had a lot of truth to it it said sometimes not having a child isn't always saving it because you look at the situation that some of these people kids could be born into they're it's going to hurt the child more being alive the majority of the people that are getting abortions are women of color and don't have a ton of money they're the ones that are getting the most abortions and then the argument is brought up put them in the foster care which would be great if if there wasn't already over almost half a million kids well we talked to someone that went through that system yeah and i can tell you right now it's pretty shitty it's pretty shitty well and then here's the other problem too is you know kid kids will be like red flagged as you know for being liars or trouble kids or whatever and you know in the case of our one friend she 
was in a household where the dad well they were basically taking in a bunch of foster kids right and the dad would and they were all girls right and the dad would like do groom them groom them right he'd do sexual things with them right behind closed doors and wow yeah and so and then when he tried to turn our friend into one of these like girls that he would do things with she was like no right and then when she went to the social worker and she tried to speak out about it they came to the house and they talked to everybody suddenly this isn't a thing that happens the mother denies it they make her out to be a liar she's red flag now she's put in a group home our foster system is broken yeah so the argument against the whole well pro-life thing is if you care about life so much adopt take some kids in well there's also the okay here's the thing too though it's like a lot of the people and i i'm not saying every person but there's a lot of the people that will give a shit about a child while it's in a womb and then when it's born not our problem anymore here's my fucking thing is you could have this debate all you want. What Alabama did oh, was yeah, unacceptable. That was, that was, yeah. That. I think it's one thing to hold, you like, you can hold different beliefs from people, but when you start putting things into law, I think people should be allowed to do what the fuck they want, right? If you really believe that taking a life is wrong, then, okay, the people who have abortions are wrong. They're going to go, you think they're going to go to hell or whatever, or they're going to be depressed about it or whatever. You think they're ruining their lives and they're doing something atrocious. It's fine. I mean, it was in the Supreme Court. It's legal. Okay. Well, when I saw that, I started laughing. And I was like, okay, very funny, Onion. Take it down. (laughs) And I was like, wait, this This is is real? real? Some lady. There was this African-American lady shot and killed who was pregnant. Mm. Okay, go find the killer. Should be end of story once you catch the killer. Trying her for homicide. Her? Her. The woman that got shot? Yes. Because she had a child in her womb. But it wasn't her fault she died. Somebody killed her. So it should be a double homicide from the person that killed her. You would think. So she lived. No, she died. She did die. Okay. She's dead and the child with her. But under Alabama's new law, she is held responsible for that death. Oh, gotcha. See, this is one of those instances where I feel like people vote for a bunch of shit that they don't even know what they're voting for. Because, like, shit's always hidden in legislation, right? Here's something fucked, too. What? If you were to go, because part of the thing in Alabama, if you were to go to another state to get one, you can get arrested when you come back to Alabama. Isn't that fucking stupid? Yeah. That's terrifying. That that, you can go one thing, and that's, see, and this is where I wonder, I'm like, I'm not one to be like, yep, okay, every state split off in the wrong country, no, I think that's stupid. It's too late for that. See, the thing is, they probably touted it as a win for the far right, and then the far right gets their way, but... There's a whole bunch of shit in that legislation that's buried in there that nobody bothered to read, that never went public, that no one ever knew about, that is now going to cause huge issues, and then people are going to realize, oh, we just fucked ourselves. You're responsible for a miscarriage. I can't even imagine sitting there 
and hearing that legislation and taking it seriously. Now, I get, I'm swayed, I'm skewed, right. I, am pro, I am pro-choice, but you are literally Bro. denying freedoms. Okay, one, you know what one of their fucking arguments was? Please don't tell me. They, oh god, okay, <laughs> funny. They said, God doesn't want this, this, that, they were using that, bro, I am I so- I any time you try to use God as an argument is a problem, because you have to realize, like, in this country, not everybody believes and in here's God. The thing. Here's you can't the make thing. everyone have the same beliefs. And here's right. Not and everyone is going to base honestly, something. Honestly, I agree. Okay, the on, separation really. of church and state is supposed to be a thing. Oh my god! Clearly, it's not being fucking instilled. Like these people are using God as well, a basis. The problem if, is you have oh. to understand that not everybody has the same beliefs as you. Not everyone holds everything to the same moral code as you. People have differences. Hey, if if there's any politicians who ever listen to this, say it with me. State and religion are separate now one more time one more time <laughs> state and religion are separate the moment you bring god into politics That's politics is becoming religion and now you are no longer fighting for the best of the people but you are fighting for what god says you should be fighting for what, what god says god says to do look, this look look i think the reality is you just have to look at reasons for things you have to look at cogent arguments and things and try to figure out okay what is actually best what will actually work best what is actually the best decision you know it's it's frustrating that as a catholic right we are part of the whole of christianity that because of politicians and because of the hate that others preach my religion right is now being tampered is right. now being hated against and i can't say that i'm mad right and here's the reason why i'm not going to say i'm mad we deserve it you think so i wholeheartedly think so and here's why here's the reason why i'm going to say i'm always i okay this is more of a personal thing as to why I think we deserve it. I'm always one where if I fucked up, I will pay for it one way or another. And when that payment comes, I will accept it arms mm -hmm. wide open mm -hmm. and fully knowing that I fucked up. So I'm always one to say, not fucking cool, dude. <laughs> right. Like, you know, when people are talking about, oh, the Muslim religion, they are... No, they're not. They are not terrorists. It's the people. It is select people. The fall of I, the religion. And here's my thing. But I, I'm so... What's... But why is it the Catholics... Like, why is it their fault? I, I'm... A, a lot of people... And I hate that this is a stereotype, but it's true. A lot of people who you see discriminating against Muslims would be self-described white christian men right which i hate using that stereotype and i hate that that's a thing but it's true right and i respect your beliefs i respect that that's what you feel <laughs> but we literally i don't i don't think a lot of people remember this um <clears throat> the Crusades, um, where it was literally us saying, hey, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, 
I'm going to decapitate you and eat your We're skull gonna for We're going to kill you. Well, that's happening in the Middle East right now. Which... Yeah, which gets... By so-called extremists, but at the time of the Crusades, those those Catholics were not extremists. That was just what the Catholics did. Right, and now yeah. that's looked down upon. So and who's now, to say but, that that's not going to happen with Islam? Well, no. Well, I, I'm just saying... I'm not, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, hey, like, this is a bad religion. This is a bad religion. But how? I think... How can you say that, oh... Christians should be held responsible or it's their fault, but then not say, but not oh, but it's not the Muslims' fault. I, it's okay, not Islam's fault. Real quick, I want to say this. This is this is my mindset with a lot of things. I, Okay. If you belong to a group and you hold a certain ideology or you, you have a certain way of interpreting something, but let's say religion, religion, for an example, you don't get to just be like, oh, no, let's these people are not part of us. It's like, no, they are part of you. They're reading the same text and but thinking they're going to go to this. this is what I'm saying. No, 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 hold on. So, like, hold on. Should, should they be defined by the people who are going and blowing people up in God's name? Here's what I will say. Is the extremists of Islam practice far differently than Islam itself. There are rules of war written in Islam. And these, quote, extremists have violated every single one of them. Every single... They can't kill women. They can't kill children. These extremists have done both. Catholics and Christians, we may praise God differently. At the end of it, we all worship Jesus Christ and God. I'm not... The reason why I say... Islam itself should not be held accountable for these extremists as these extremists are quite simply not practicing Islam. But they are. That's to the, a level well, of degree. The, I, I don't know if I can say confidently that I know that they are, but I'll tell you soon enough because I am going to read the Quran any day now. Ordering it on Amazon. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to read it. I will tell you what it says. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is you know, they're practicing it. I, I agree with you. I don't think we should. But based on that mentality... That we shouldn't let these, this small, well, this group of people, the extremists, who knows how, define Islam, then by that mentality, we can't let th- that with anything, whether it be with the Catholics, then we can't hold all Christian of them. Christian extremists, Catholic extremists, progressive extremists, yeah. leftists, right ex- It's like extremists. then, okay, so like, fine. So like with right? the progressives, right? Yeah. Do you now hold the entire Democrat party? Or left-wing, you know, people who hold a left-wing ideology accountable for that? No. You hold those motherfuckers accountable for it. You hold do you hold all of Islam accountable for it? Or do you hold the fucking terrorists accountable for it? Well, so, okay. Do you hold all of Catholics accountable for it? Or do you Here's hold part of the reason, fucking kids accountable for Here's it? Here's part of the reason I said what I said. I have a very guilty conscience. Okay. And so I get the whole... I get the whole thing. Gotcha. I get your guys's... I will concede to your guys's idea. I totally agree... Okay, no, I don't think all should be branded with that title, but because of my consciousness and what I believe, right? that's what I think. I totally agree with you guys. I totally think you either accept them as part or you don't. Mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly agree with that mentality. Because the reality is they kind of are a part. But this is my personal belief. Right. Is it fucked up? Sure. Most could argue yes. But I wholeheartedly agree. Well, I agree with you guys. I'm not going to say wholeheartedly because I have my beliefs as you have yours. 
So what I will say is I understand and I agree with you guys. Now, if you were to be like, I can't really think of a good example without going too deep into things. Like, if you took what happened in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. with that priest, and then labeled what happened with the priest in Pennsylvania? <laughs> By the time this releases, I can tell you right now, we had a conversation that went in this whole thing that I think you're about to go into. So, just go into it. So, okay, basically, what happened in Pennsylvania was a priest was found having sexual relations with altar boys and young men of the mm. congregation. Oh. As is the quote stereotype right. for Catholics. And I think it's unfair if someone came out to me and say, right. you, I know what you did. And I'm uh, like, what? well, I sure as hell don't. So right. Well, that's, that's like the Catholic priest stereotype, right? Yeah. Yeah. But based upon what I said, that would apply. So I guess you guys have changed my mind about my stance on that. <laughs> Which props to you guys. Hashtag change my mind. Hashtag um, change my mind. Because <laughs> I wouldn't want someone coming up to me and saying, I know what you do with little boys. Stay away from my son. Right. Like, I I think that's unfair. You're so, Catholic. Oh, you're all a bunch of kid fuckers. <laughs> God. Uh, Joe, no, Rogan has no tr- Joe Rogan called the Catholic Church the number one kid fucking organization in the world. He's mostly wow. kidding. Though. I mean, yeah, Shit. there's a lot of kid fuckers in there, but he's... You know. he's kid- I mean, he's a comedian. He's out there. So, I guess I will say... I. I agree with you guys. I'll, I'll, right. I'll, I'll contemplate it a little more. But as of now, I'm tentem- I'm tentatively accepting your guys's. Mm-hmm. Tentatively. My, oh, tentatively, tentatively. Thank you. Yeah. I can't speak. That's um, right. I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> the two of us, we can. Yeah. We'll just help each other out. <laughs> Let's just develop telepathy. Yeah. That'll like, make it all a lot. Dude, that's fucking gnarly. Yeah. Telepathy. Could you imagine if we could like interface with each other's thoughts? Like we wouldn't even have to speak God. to each other. We would completely be able to understand each other's minds, like that'd to be, a T. That'd be beautiful. Like, like you can just transfer your mind that to my mind, and I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> Do you think, what if that like made you? Never mind. I feel like there'd be some problems with that, though. Yeah. Man. Be like, why it's do you... twelve? Why are you thinking about that right now? <laughs> Like, dude, you're having lunch with your grandmother. Come on, bro. Really? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and then I'd be like, no, you come on, bro. Really? You know what you're thinking about? You know? <laughs> I, no, I, like, we'd all realize that, like, oh, that doesn't just happen in my head. That happens in everyone's uh, yep. head. Oh, your yeah. head's even worse. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Some Black yeah. Mirror stuff. Great show. Yeah. Black Mirror is I actually yeah. super freaky. Super freaky. Oh, yeah. Bandersnatch was amazing. Bandersnatch was... That was tight. That was... Oh, God. If I oh, I <laughs> love that. It made me think about so much. Uh, that was like one of the most uncomfortable things I ever didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> that I ever saw. What ending did you guys get? I got all the best ones. Really? I didn't even know it at first, but apparently I got all the best ones. What ending did you get? I got one where most of the time... Mine I got, was funny. I so. got caught murdering my dad. Oh, I didn't murder the dad, but yeah, mine was I, funny. I got that one. I got the I got all of the different stars. And I think what happens is the better you do, the more chances you have to keep redoing it to try all the multiple endings. So I got five stars on my game, and you end up in prison though. Yeah, and I think that's like the best ending that you can get is like five stars, but you also end up in prison. I got that one. Yeah, so mine I got was, that. I got one. the one where you start like beating up your therapist or whatever. 
I got that, that one. Was so funny. That one was hilarious. I was laughing. And then I was like, "This is supposed to be fucked up. This is hilarious." Yeah, dude. The the whole killing your dad thing that made me so really. Oh, dude, that's oh. Come yeah, that, on. that made me queasy. I want to do it. I'm gonna try. That I now. couldn't even. I was like, "Oh fuck, this is so terrible." I was like, "Thanks, Netflix. This it, is like, great." It's so it made me so disgusted. I was like, "Oh my god." Like, that's beyond dark. That's just, like, a whole new level. That's twisted. Twisted. I was like, oh, God, Jesus. I'm gonna have to do it. I was like, Jesus, fuck. I'll let you guys know. Thanks, Amir. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, no, I couldn't even with that. That shit is so bad. So bad and so twisted. Yeah. It's pretty pretty gnarly. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck, dude. dude yeah but i mean it is it is pretty crazy like how just how crazy everything is i mean like i said at the beginning it's almost like it's not even real life is it's a trip yeah man this podcast is gonna be so funny to listen back to because there's like moments where we're yelling and we're loud as shit and now 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 we're just just chilling yeah i life is just i think at the end of the day we all have to hold that life is beautiful what if this is all Vishnu's dream? Isn't that what you were saying about Hinduism? That that they think that it's like a, one of the gods is like asleep and that in his dream like the world was created or something like that? Mm-hmm. Right? That's pretty much it. Yeah. I would totally believe it. This is definitely a dream. There's I no way this shit is real. I could definitely. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. It goes along with Elon Musk saying, oh, this is a simulation. It's not real. Bro, right. It's not real. Because if you made a simulation, you how would you get people in there? You'd want it to be way more interesting than real life, right? Real life can't be this fucking crazy. Right? Totally makes sense. Fall we damage made everything is a government super lie. super fucking crazy. <laughs> Fall damage is a government lie. Fall damage is a government lie. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like saying the birds. Have you heard that theory? No. The birds are spying on us. Oh, I have heard that. That's you've funny. Never I wouldn't like call a... it a theory. I'd call it a conspiracy theory, but... I want to go with theory just to really <laughs> piss people off. Just make it viable for them. Can right. you imagine that if that actually happened? That'd be trippy. Someone said, I haven't seen any pigeons since the government shut down. Hmm. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I saw that. Actually, I laughed. <laughs> That's funny. I don't normally see any pigeons anyway. It's government. It's the government, man. They they got rid of all the pigeons. You're on do. their good side. Maybe I'm spying on you for them. You just don't know. Yeah, they're just using a mirror. Yeah. Amir's, they listen to our podcast to see what you think. They can. They they put like. Some, it's the communist dude. They're he's, planning Amir's a secret. Amir's actually op- some kind of like really advanced robot. Dude, the communists. The they're planning, like they're planning a revolution. You yeah. think I'm kidding? But watch in ten years. The yeah. communists are planning a revolution. They're well, trying to make sure you align with their ideology so they don't execute Jokes you. on them. Amir, if you call this, <laughs> if it happens 10, 10 years from 429... Okay, that'll be very concerning. ...on July 9th, if in 10 years a communist revolution happens, I will physically shit myself. <laughs> Out of pure respect and awe. That's, I will be if I just at my that job. Right, that's filthy. Do you know how much bacteria is in your shit? shut up. That's so gross. <laughs> I can't be worse than what i just said i said i'd shit myself out of respect <laughs> i'd be in my job just oh <laughs> Ew. All, right, all, right, all right so do we have time to talk about what? more conspiracy theories sure we, sure we i gotta have, bounce in a bit we got like 15 minutes the simpsons simpsons the right. stuff that they've predicted I watched a video on this recently. 
Okay. About whole Trump election. Okay. 9-11, FaceTime, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys buy into that or not? I don't know anything about it. So. The- oh, yeah, The Simpsons predicts the future. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Crazy. I just. Uh, bro, sometimes it's just too accurate. I um, don't think that they really predict the future. It's probably more likely that they go with, like, what's the craziest shit that can happen? And then the craziest shit fucking does happen. We're living and in a simulation. Ain't that just life? And that's just, <laughs> ain't, 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 just ain't, life. And we're yeah. living in a simulation. They're probably like, what would never happen? Oh, bro, Donald Trump would never be the president. <laughs> Donald Trump, challenge accepted. Well, I think <laughs> the thing that's scary is they even got, like, his posters right. Right. Was like the blue with the white outline and the white Trump. I mean, it's a generic poster. But I mean, still. it's a pretty yeah, it's pretty generic. Like, uh, but still, like even the lettering. How do you know that people aren't getting the ideas from The Simpsons and then making them real? Maybe Donald Trump saw that episode. See, that's what I have a feeling. See, then he decided, happening. you know, and then it's because it's it's. I find it to be highly unlikely that The Simpsons is predicting no, Josh, the future. No, Josh, let me tell you, okay. 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 It's more likely that no. reality no. is emulating no. the show. No, no. So okay. no, the, the reality is emulating the show. Yeah, that's okay, what I, I don't say. have a good Alex Jones impression. Sorry. I'm definitely. Or the show is emulating. They're putting reality. chemicals in the water to make the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> There's your Alex Jones impression. Um, oh, oh no. Anywho, I I. No! Don't oh, tell me how it is. They're killing babies. Don't tell me it's not fucking real. They're killing children. Dude, I jumped. I just <laughs> jumped so bad. Expecting that. That's what I sound like. That's what Alex Stone sounds like. He's just. He's just like, so loud and so fucking crazy and outrageous, dude. I, I feel like Alex Jones has always had. <laughs> Anger management issues because someone stole his teddy bear when he was three. <laughs> and he just held that grudge ever. Because all he does is. Sc- no, I'm not going to go there. Um, all he does is scream. Bro, he gets so red. He's so funny. So it's hilarious to watch him, like, freak out. It's so funny. It's so it's funny. It's so entertaining. Like, I don't know how anyone can be mad at him. The dude is fucking hilarious. He's a tomato. If you really take him seriously, you need to fucking check yourself. Well, you stupid. Check Jesus. yourself. Check yourself. Before you thou wreckest thyself. Thou wreckest thyself. Yeah. <sighs> well, oh. this was a... This was a conversation. I, I, I love that. <laughs> I really scared you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I almost... I damn near pissed myself. Fuck, I'm sorry. My bad. Oh, you're good, dude. I would have enjoyed every second of it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys ready to call it? I think so. I'm game. All right. All right. Awesome, Sam. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Thanks Thanks for having me, fellas. Appreciate it. Fun conversation. Dude, that was awesome. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. We appreciate the fuck out of you, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Life with Josh and Amir.